Hey there, geeks. I'm Kevin Andrew Rivera. And I'm Raul Ceballos. You're listening to Real Geek News, a monthly podcast where we geek out about movies, TV, and streaming. We got a month's worth of news to talk about, so without further ado, let's get geeky. <laughs> yes? Raul! <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for you to go. You usually yeah. take it away at the top. You know, I, I was trying to see what would happen if I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, let's see. Let's see if Raul says something. Right, let's I see. Gotta, uh, I got to pick up the slack here, Kevin. Come on. It's 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's January 5th. We're a little late to, to yeah. post an episode, but you, you guys already knew that. You listeners knew. We prepped you. You knew yeah. what was you knew what was in stores. You know, of course, holiday travels yeah. for both Kevin and I. Went, uh, Kevin, in your case, you went to uh, Connecticut, right? You went home I went to Connecticut. Family? Yeah, I went to right. see my family. It was really nice two weeks out there. And yeah. it's like, it's weird because now you come back and it's like all the work starts packing back in. But you yeah. were in Honduras. My God, dude. I was. I was. Yeah, visiting my wife's uh, family in Honduras there. Uh, specifically, we really, we really went mostly because uh, we wanted to, uh, my wife's grandmother, um, you know, you know, God forbid, you know, we we'd uh, might not have much longer with her and all that mm. stuff. So we've got a two year old daughter. So we wanted her to meet her great grandmother. Um, and so, but you know, yeah, we're just visiting the family, having a good time. You know, there's a lot of people, so there was a lot of stuff going on. I was gonna say, which, how many family members you got over there? Uh, there's a lot. There's you know, there's. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it at that. That's all we we'll say about that. It's yeah. A lot. Uh, you know, it's like cousins and the, you know the aunts and they have their kids and you know there's the cousins and then the cousins have kids and then you know so it's a lot of people, a lot of kids, um, a lot also, of stimulation. We're, we're, we're also Hispanic, so yes, there, stimulation. We, there's so much family in in Hispanic families. We yeah. we have a lot of that going on for sure and you know you and i we live so far away from our families you know so it's like you kind of get used to like having this kind of slower paced kind of you know lifestyle going on and then when you go and you visit your family it's like kind of culture shock and like oh god yeah okay you know <laughs> oh yeah no for sure yeah. but you know what though it's like we're we're off on vacation doing all our christmas holiday stuff and uh meanwhile hollywood just keeps on going raul god. and so I'm freaking out because, you know, as as all of you listeners have been reading on our podcast episode for this one, uh, as you can tell, this is a James Gunn DC Universe episode. Pretty much. Because, oh my God, James Gunn was just saying so many things, Raul, that it just, you you couldn't Where's the guy? Yeah. You couldn't help but like watch what listen to what the heck this guy's saying because he's the CEO <laughs> of DC now. And so whenever he says something, it means so much more. And and a Hollywood director at the same time. And at the same time, seemingly a professional tweeter. I mean, where's this guy? Dude. Where does he have time? This man still takes just as much time to go out of his way and respond to people on Twitter. Just the same amount as he used to before he took over being co-chair of DC Studios. Like I mean, this guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm conspirizing. Is that a word? Yeah, I'm conspirizing that, that, that he, James Gunn, has cloned himself. Obviously, yeah. And I, there's that's the only way he's able to take on all these roles. Roles. Why is this guy on Twitter still so much? I mean, I'm glad he is because he's very grounded now, and you know, he's still he's still showing that he's one of us, and he's still in constant contact with the fans and stuff, which is great. But it's like, where Jesus, does this guy sleep? 
Yeah, I I don't think he does. I don't think he does, Raul, because that he like yeah. this is the first time that in in our all our episodes that we've done that I'm quoting things off of Twitter because he's tweeting all these things himself. <laughs> really, the first time? Like, I think it's my it, this might be the first time, or if it's not the first time, this is the first time almost all of our quotes yeah. come from Twitter. This is ridiculous. All our sources are coming from Twitter As... from him. And, and, you know, you and I, we've been uh, in communication as the month went on, you know, it was becoming clearer and clearer. Oh, this needs to be another DC Warner Brothers dedicated episode. Like, yeah. like we, we, what we had in uh, August, I think. Our it, wasn't August even, episode. it wasn't even halfway through this month that we were like, we got to do this now because this has got to be like, a DC episode. James Gunn just made it so like, I, I, you can't focus on anything yeah. else right now because. He, this guy is taking mm. up all of Twitter and getting all our attention. Well, you can't help but turn your head, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's What's really cool, though, Raul, is that I think that I'm more invested right now in DC mm. than I am in Marvel. And I haven't seen mm. anything that DC has put together yet that's new for James Gunn. I'm just so psyched right now for DC that I'm I'm starting to lose interest in whatever Marvel's working on right now. Like any, any content that they're putting out, I'm like, Oh yeah, that what's well, cool. But I wonder who Superman's going to be because well, we're right. going to talk about that stuff today too. Like, well, right. We're all waiting with bated breath, right? Because right now we still have no idea of what the plans are going forward. So everybody's kind of really focused in on DC right now. Marvel, you know, they're kind of, their, their next project isn't until uh quantum mania next next month so yeah, you know yeah, that's right. that's February. yeah 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 that's coming out in february so you know there's some time where there's some dead time going on between marvel projects you know we already know quantum mania is coming we can just kind of relax for now but dc dc this is what we're this we're all waiting for james gunn and peter safran to finally come out which which should be very soon uh, if if James Gunn is to be uh, believed as far as what he's been hinting and stuff um, about what the new DCU is going to look like. And with all the topics we got today, it looks like it's going to be very different than, than what we expected. A lot of interesting things going on uh, in the month of December. That had, A lot oh, of interesting yeah. things that had gone on and in the month what? of December. We are that... going to break it down. That's a really great segue into our, our first topic here, because it's all James Gunn, baby. Pretty we got much. James Gunn for days. James Gunn is actually like, you know, he, he's uh, what I anticipated was going to happen was as soon as he be, he announced himself as the CEO with Peter Safran, they're going to get a lot of negative hate, you know, a lot negative fan base kind of attacking him. Sure. Restore the Snyderverse. All right. Listen oh, here. God. Listen here. I want. Let it go. That's Any, enough, guys. Anybody listening it's to dead. this episode. Yeah. If you're listening and you're a Snyderverse fan, it's 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 over. It's done. Just stop. Just stop, please. Like, listen, man. Like, everybody that's involved with the Snyderverse, none of them are, are trying to save it anymore. The people involved in it are not trying to save it. They know it's time to move on. So should the fan base. I'm a Snyder fan myself. And I, I've Same. watched yeah. all the Snyder movies already, and I'm a huge fan. I do. I love them. But I see where it's going, and I mm. don't really care for it anymore. Like, I, I get it. Like, I understand what they wanted to do with it. But it's time to move on. I'm okay right. with that. And and you've, you know I've said this a million times, Raul. We got to just reset everything. I say reset everything. Yeah. Personally, I said, let's get rid of even the Robert Pattinson Batman. Let's just get everything out, wipe it clean, and let James well, Gunn take over. 
But I get it. That's not going to happen. You know, we'll see. But we will be talking about this. But let's talk about that negativity, though, because our first topic here is James Gunn having his big opening tweet in December Mm. about negativity from a lot of fans. So this is a quote from James Gunn on Twitter. He writes, One of the things Peter and I were aware of when we took the job as heads of DC Studios was a certain minority of people online that could be well, uproarious and unkind to say the least. Our choices for the DCU are based upon what we believe is best for the story and best for the DC characters who have been around for nearly 85 years. Perhaps these choices are great, perhaps not, but they are made with sincere hearts and integrity and always with the story in mind. No one loves to be harassed or called names, but to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. Disrespectful outcry will never ever affect our actions. We were aware there would be a period of turbulence when we took this gig, and we knew we would sometimes have to make difficult and not so obvious choices, especially in the wake of the fractious nature of what came before us. But this means little to us in comparison to our jobs as artists and custodians in helping to create a wide and wonderful future for DC. Mm. Raul, I love this response so much. I do too. Because yeah. it's just such a clean way of saying like, guys get over it like get over yourselves but it's such a respectful way to say it like oh, listen yeah. guys we knew this was going to happen and we we get it but like it's you know you can't you can't expect people to fix the dc universe by continuing to do the things that have already been done because it's clearly not working so why why in god's name are you being so rude to James Gunn and Peter Safran, guys? How not, rude. not you guys. Not you listeners. I, I, know, I know most of you guys are really good people. And y'all, you guys care about this stuff just as much as we do. But, like, there's so many fans out there who are attacking because they're like, Ah, why are you making change? Why are you doing this? It's part of the... It, that's the cleansing part. That's the part that where, where we fix things, you know? We have to get rid of things in order to start over and make things awesome, right. you know? So I, I, I just... It baffles me that, you know, even though I knew this was coming, like it, it it still baffles me that there's people on Twitter, even right now, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast right now in 2023, January 2023, on Twitter, if you look up tr- what's trending, a lot of it says fire Peter Safran and James Gunn or DCU is, is trending like crazy. Mm-hmm. And people are just constantly trying to fire, get them fired. And it's like, that's... It's not going to happen. This is knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, this is all knee-jerk reactions. People are just, uh, he hasn't, he has not even presented us with what what we're going to see going forward. This whole month, him and Peter Safran, they have been sitting down and they've been planning uh, supposedly the next 10 years of the DCU. They have met with people. They have met with, with Henry Cavill. They have met with Ben Affleck. They have taken meetings with actors and writers and, you know, actually sat down, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson as we'll as we'll find out later. He's been seeing people and kind of, uh, they, they both have been kind of trying to figure out where this is going to go. And also where this is not going to go. What also, is going to end? We're, we're clearly simps for James Gunn, by the way. Like, I, <laughs> I, I think it's okay to say that because, I, you know, based on what he said about we care about the story, we care about the characters. If anybody had to replace Zack Snyder's vision, I'm glad it's James Gunn because only someone as awesome as him would be saying things like that 
directly to the fans. Yeah. Like he's telling us, you know, he's a good storyteller and he's telling us, promising us that that's what's important for this stuff. Yeah. It's not about the businessmen, all the producers trying to make money off of us right now. It's about the story that James Gunn has to envision with Peter Safran. Let me just touch on this quote again uh, for a minute here. This is his opening quote, right? This is what this, he, this came out like right, right at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. So this is what I love about this is it's very diplomatic. It's it's so diplomatic, and 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 he comes, he comes from a level of authority, obviously, because he's running the DCU. So he's kind of what he's doing is he's setting expectations here about what what we're to see going forward as far as him and Peter Safran's tenure. Mm. Uh, as the heads of the DCU. So he does a good job kind of setting our expectations and letting us know, listen, moving forward, there's going to be things that we're going to do that you're going to like. There's going to be some things that we're going to do that you're probably not going to like. And he's basically setting us up for, look, we're going to take things in a different direction. And some of you are going to have some problems with that. But you know what? He's basically he's basically saying omelet eggs, right? Mm. We got to In order to move forward, we got to make some difficult choices and he says this again from a level of authority but at the same time he says it in a way where he, he rides this balance right he's the he's the authority figure now with the as being the co-chair of dcu but he also kind of talks to us in that you know from the perspective of a geek because that's who james gunn is he's a geek he's a fan of this stuff he loves comics he loves all this stuff about geekdom he loves dc and he loves the characters of DC. And he you can tell in his statement, he's doing this from a place of, of care because he cares about these characters so much and he wants to see these characters thrive and be successful. And, you know, he wants what's best, like you said, Kevin, for the story of the DCU going forward. So he's doing a, he's he's juggling a lot of plates right now with this tweet and he's doing it very well. So Again, that's the general message that I'm getting is is that, well, we'll continue to see as we go through the rest of the topics here that he's going to be breaking some eggs before yeah. we make this omelet. Um, the omelet being made, that should be happening soon. But really, the month of December, for the most part, has been a lot of egg breaking and a lot of people just freaking out and flipping out and getting getting up and getting in an uproar. Um, and it's still happening now. Still like, happening. Still happening right now. I, as we speak right now, today, January 4th, there's there's a bunch of rumors going around about Ezra Miller continuing as the Flash, and everybody mm. on Twitter is exploding, saying, "Well, yeah, James Gunn, why haven't you said anything about this yet? What's going on?" And guys, guess what? He did. He did say something about it. He actually just said, "Guys, I have no idea where that rumor is coming from. Like, it's not coming mm. from me because that that's not my plan. Like, it's <laughs> you know." And so, I again, I I do love that this guy is giving us this personal relationship, and we it it feels like. It almost feels like he's like an uncle, you know, he's my uncle who's coming up with the DC universe and I can just message him directly and say, yo, uncle, are you really going to do this thing with Superman? No, uncle no, that's, Jimmy. that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, come on. Like, he, he's uncle just, Jimmy G. He's just so easy to talk to through Twitter. Like, he'll, he'll talk to the fans. If if anybody's concerned about who's currently running the DC universe, you should be so relieved that it's this guy and not just a businessman. Um, but yes, like like Raul, like you were saying, he, there are some pretty big cuts, some pretty big things that he had to do recently, and that actually takes us into our next our next topic here, which yeah. is Henry Cavill is out as Superman. Yeah. That to me, just that headline is just like the definitive. 
the DCU is starting over completely. Like right. I, I don't see. I, if it I wasn't see, clear before, yeah. If, if Henry Cavill's gone, you bet your bottom dollar Ben Affleck's gone, Jason Momoa's gone, Gal Gadot's gone. Like you know, all that stuff. They're all probably gonna be leaving especially if you're taking out Superman. This comes to us from Twitter again. James Gunn hmm. tweets to us, Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go, which we couldn't be more over the moon about. We'll be able to share some exciting information about our first projects at the beginning of the new year. Oh, that's right now, you guys. Oh, my God. Among mm -hmm. those on the slate is Superman. In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life. So the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. But we just had a great meeting with Henry, and we're big fans, and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. He goes on to confirm that he's also been writing the script for a while, but hasn't decided on the director yet. Then he confirmed that Ben Affleck is interested in directing something for DC. Not mm. specifically Superman, but he's interested in directing stuff for DC still. Right. Which, man, oh, Raul, how badly, how badly would you want Ben Affleck to direct a Batman movie? Not being Batman himself, but he would direct a new Batman in a new Batman movie. I mean, he's a great director. I mean, the, he 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 is he has done a lot of great films. I love, you know, the town. Uh, what was it? Uh, what, God, Argo. That was the one they've won uh, best picture, right? Yeah. Did, did yeah. he direct? He directed or Gone he, Girl, right? No, he did not. He didn't. No. Direct. No, that was uh, David Fincher. Dang it. Gone Girl. Well, that was incredible uh, as well, though. But, he, but yes. Yeah, but he has directed some great movies. He's he's made himself known as a great film director. Um, and you know, he does, he tends to do a lot of these kind of gangster or crime films. So I don't know if he's going to direct a, a, a DC movie. I'd say Batman is pretty good. It fits. It's within his wheelhouse, right? I mean, man, if you think about it, this would be the first time that Ben Affleck or an actor who played Batman would be directing a Batman film yeah, yeah and not, not, not himself playing Batman, but playing someone else playing Batman. Batman will be directing Batman. That would be incredible. Yeah. My God. It's we, just Batman Beyond. You see what I did there? <laughs> we do know, and I know we kind of skipped over the Henry Cavill thing, but don't worry, we'll circle back around to it. We'll circle back around. Clearly, but, Batman's more important right well, this now. Is, <laughs> well, this is, this is something we can just knock off really quick because, yeah, so Ben Affleck, uh, I, I would love, yeah, I'd be very interested. We do know that he at one point was working on a Batman film. He was writing a Batman movie, right? And it was supposed to deal with Batman versus Deathstroke. Mm. That was supposed to be a pretty big, uh, th that was supposed to be the, the main story behind it. He was, he oh, was yeah. going to write, direct, and star, I think, as Batman. It was going to be a Batman Deathstroke thing with uh, Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. Of course, we got, we got little teases of him in the you know in like after credit scenes right post credit scenes for like justice league or something like that him in the deathstroke suit so they were teasing for a long time like we're going to see deathstroke versus batman um now whether that still happens whether that happens with joe manganiello probably not because it looks like they, again we're starting clean 
Um, it's, now it is possible though that Ben Affleck could use the same script, but for the next Batman with a new Deathstroke, new Batman. Well, that's same yeah. storyline. You know, that's yeah. what I'm saying is that we he does well. That was the point I was going to make is that he okay, was yeah. working on that at one point. But who's to say that James Gunn isn't still looking at that, going, you know, we do have you did write this Batman script uh, that we really like. That's really good because apparently that was the word on the street was that it's a really good script. Um, and so who's to say that James Gunn, you know, in, as part of this, you know, his planning of the DCU wasn't looking at that and, and considering that to be part of the plans going forward, you know, oh, this was, this is, you know, this is a script from the DCEU era, but you know what, we can take this and we can actually fold it into our new plans going forward. Um, so that could I'm just speculating, but that could be some, a direction he might go and then who better to get to direct it than the person who was developing it in the first place, Ben Affleck. And of course, you know, he likely won't be Batman anymore going forward in this new universe, but he's a great director, you yeah. know, and he oh, was yeah. working on this thing and supposedly it was a great script. So why not? Why yeah. not have Ben Affleck come back to direct a Batman film? And again, even if it's not a Batman movie, I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck will be incredible in whatever he ends up working on right. for James Gunn. Yeah, it should be interesting. I that my speculation that because of just I, I, I my, because of the nature of the films he makes, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being a Batman film. Yeah, just because yeah, I mean, of the either. whole gritty crime drama aspect. I'd probably of it. bet money on it as well. Sure, I, I, it's pretty likely that he's going to end up doing right. something but, with Batman. Like you said, it could be anything. It could be anything, but. But now I'm, going back to, uh, to our Henry Cavill for a second here, because Henry Cavill, right. this is this is a really interesting topic. Just this hurts. This it, hurts. It, it hurts so much because I, th you, you know, I, I guess you can agree with me. He's one of my favorites in the DC universe. Like he is so impeccably perfect as Superman, in my yeah, opinion. He is. Um, and I, when I, I think so too. When we were given just a glimpse of the future possibilities of Henry Cavill Superman with Black Adam. I was so hyped. His costume looked incredible. Um, you know, it just, it, when I saw it on Twitter that he was like, nope, he's not going to be Superman anymore. Uh, my heart, my heart just kind of, you know, he got hit by kryptonite, you know, it just kind of, kind of started suffering a little bit, but you know, that's, I, the thing that makes me really excited is the fact that James Gunn specifically said that they had a great meeting with Henry and we're big fans and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. Raul, mm -hmm. do you think that Henry Cavill, since he's not going to play Superman, do you think there's a possibility he will, he will play Superman in an Elseworld, like multiversal movie type of thing? I mean, that's possible. That's yeah. I mean, if we, you know, we can talk late, later on, we'll, we'll talk about Dwayne, the rock Johnson, and there's a similar situation going on there. Um, that is possible, but let me just circle back to around to my feelings really quick. Yeah, about let's this talk whole about thing. that. Let's just talk about this. Henry Cavill had came out in a tweet revealing he is no longer Superman. And again, how he meant, he met with James Gunn and then James Gunn eventually did tweet about it. And yeah, they met, they talked, it was amicable, you know? They they had a meeting. It was it was uh, you know it was it was very um, you know did, did, what, what am I what am I trying to say <laughs> diplomatic. It was very diplomatic and um, yeah. It's just Henry Cavill as Superman is not part of the new plans going forward with James Gunn in DC in the DCU. And honestly, it was leaning 
with with all the rumblings and everything leading up to this, to me, it was kind of leading up to, oh, we think James Gunn might might actually just reboot this whole DC universe. You know, this just it was looking like it was just gonna be um a full page one reboot of everything. So when I did finally hear the news that Henry Cavill, yes, is indeed out as Superman, no longer Superman, I was very saddened by it because Henry Cavill is my favorite Superman. He is, it's going to be hard. Oh God, what a tough act to follow. The per, the next person who plays Superman after Henry Cavill, whoo, good luck to you because that is, uh, he is, he is Superman to me. So I was yeah. very saddened by this, but you know what? At the same time, this is what we, this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as much as it sucks, Rip the this band-aid. is, that's the thing. And, and the DCEU, thus far you know you can say it's had its successes but it's had a lot of failures and it's just been all over the place we've talked ad nauseum about the state of the dceu and how much of a mess it is you know where are they going what they're directionless and 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 they have more failures than successes it seems like especially if you look at box office numbers and all that stuff i mean black adam didn't do very well recently and that was you know the that, that's that's something that was very baffling because it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson as a superhero. How is that not an instant hit right there? How is that not an instant you know big box office blow up? But anyway, it's just the 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 proof is right there that the DCEU just hasn't been firing all on all cylinders. It's limped its way by. You know, yeah, it 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 had Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um. I like the first Man of Steel. I thought that was really good. It's it's had a few successes. I love Shazam. Shazam was great, but then you've got all the mess with everything else, right? Just the you know the the Batman v Superman, the Joss Whedon Justice League, uh, you know Wonder Woman eighty four, the you know all, all all these plans with with stuff that was supposed to be coming out, the Bat Batgirl thing, um, and that turned out apparently everybody said that was bad and, and and there's no kind of they're just kind of playing fast and loose with continuity and it just hasn't been drawing people the way something like this should i mean you got justice league you got batman superman wonder woman aquaman i mean these should be heavy hitters these should be massive hits every time but for some reason they're not so it's just been limping by so james gunn comes into this and yeah it's clear at this point you just need to reboot the whole thing. Mm. We need to start from scratch. It just hasn't been working the way it's it should be. And, you know, everything as of late has been just band-aid fixes. You know, let's just, oh, you know, let's just fix this here. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, but not really taking care of this, the the deeper problems about why the DCEU isn't working. And it's just too far gone now, I think. I think it's just way too far gone. And the best thing to do right now is to just, Etch a sketch that thing. Start fresh. Well, then start Raul, with a clean slate, and that's me, what James Gunn looks to be doing here. So, well, then let, let me ask you again. Then let me ask you one more time. Okay, so that's another thing. So that's that's 
Wait, where are we getting? Where where are we getting this? Did James Gunn say something about multiversal? Well, just the, just the fact that he's saying we talked about a, a number of exciting possibilities to work right. together. Plus, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson did say other stuff. Right, about and then Dwayne Johnson did, which we'll talk about right after right. this. But so, so him saying talked about other possibilities. Like, what does that mean exactly? Are we talking about? Yeah, are we talking about maybe seeing Superman in like a multiversal kind of story? Possibly, but honestly, I think if they do that, that's going to be pretty far down the line because I think James Gunn would like to just focus on setting these characters up first and not, I, I don't know, if it were me, I wouldn't just jump straight into multiverse stuff. You know, first either. of all, I'm kind of fatigued with multiverse to be yeah, honest no, with I Marvel. Agree. I agree. I just want to see a good setup for all these characters. Let's just start fresh. Let's set up Batman. Let's set up Superman. Let's set up Wonder Woman. Let's get let's get all these characters set. Hell, I don't even mind if we go into a Justice League, you know, anytime soon within the next five years or something. We start off with a Justice League, fine. You know, it let, can be you done. You know what though? Let me just say this though. The the fact that, you know, yeah, yes, I'd love to see Superman, Henry Cavill Superman come back as a multiversal thing way down the line. But if for some reason there's another possibility that they're thinking of introducing Henry Cavill as another character, similar right. to Jason Momoa coming back as Lobo, to me that's it kind of takes away a little bit of of the, the hype for that yeah. actor playing the character that they're going to come back as um it'd be weird because i I don't want to see chris evans come back as you know the human torch for example for Mm. multiversal stuff because he's already captain america if i want to see chris evans come back i want to see him come back as captain america you know what i mean same thing with henry cavill i wouldn't want henry cavill to play another character in the dc universe for james gunn and then yeah. kind of try to come back as Superman. Like, I it feel would, like that'd throw me off honestly, a little bit. Honestly, I, I, I struggle to even entertain the idea because it just, for me, I'd rather, if we're going to move on, let's just move on. Let's close yeah. the door on Henry. I feel like if we were to see something like this with him coming back, it's just too fresh. I feel like it would just be too much salt in the wound. You know, it would also, be too much of a you... reminder. It would be too much of a reminder of like, oh, that's right. Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore. But also, Raul, why why in God's name would Henry Cavill want to come back to play someone that's not Superman? Man, Superman, that's the the granddaddy of superheroes. You're going to yeah. tell me that you're going to go from playing that to just somebody less than that? You kind of a can't. downgrade. You can't do that. That's a downgrade. 100%. I mean, unless it's a character like Jason Momoa with Lobo, unless it's a character that Henry Cavill really, really wants to play, it doesn't matter if it's Superman or not. Because if we're going to talk about with Jason Momoa, you know, it's possible, although he might not come back as Aquaman, it's possible we might see him as Lobo. And that's a character who Jason Momoa has been very public about his eagerness to play and how much he wants to play this character and how excited he is to potentially play this character. So I don't know if it's something he really is that Henry Cavill really, really wants to do. Sure. But at this point, honestly, we'll talk about it later. It seems like Henry Cavill, he's good moving forward. He's, he's got he's a pretty busy boy. He's now, got some so. things going on. And in his tweet, it sounds like he is very kind of resolute in in the idea that he is no longer Superman. He's okay with it. But you know what? Sounds... Here, here's the thing though. Here's the thing is every time we hear some bad news about an actor not being in the DC universe anymore, it always feels like there's more drama than there needs to be. So like yeah. Henry Cavill, he he left uh, The Witcher, and now he's going to be Superman again. Oh, he's not Superman. Oh, but he left The Witcher. Guys, I don't think 
that Henry Cavill left The Witcher just because of Superman. I think he left The Witcher because of various reasons that had nothing to do with Superman. Um, I think there's a lot of rumors about what was going on behind the scenes during The Witcher. I think there's a lot of information about what's happening to Henry Cavill right now, which, will again, we'll, we'll talk about later. But we, we take the drama and we just shove it to our mamas. You know what I mean? Thank you. I, I'll be here all week. Um, but no, like, you know, th there's there's so much of that going around. And, uh, you know, well, our, take, our... Take, take the Patty Jenkins thing, too. That became the Patty a, Jenkins thing. Oh, my God. situation really blew up and that became more of a drama than it needed to be after, you know, after it came out that Wonder Woman 3 was no longer happening. And there's just so much there's so much confusion and the the company of you know Warner Brothers isn't saying anything to you know protect Patty Jenkins' credibility as a director and stuff like that. So she's got to step in and say, "Hey, on Twitter, uh, hey everybody, since James Gunn's talking about his cred, I'm gonna talk about mine. So make sure that just because I'm losing Wonder Woman three doesn't mean that you know I'm a bad director or anything. I'm still working on Squadron Star Wars. That's working out yeah, eventually. That, you know, there's <laughs> that's a whole other thing. There's so much of that." Plus, also, you know, I guess we don't we haven't had this as a, as a topic yet, but Gal Gadot, there's rumor that she's not going to be Wonder Woman, but there's there hasn't I mean, been confirmed yeah. yet. And so then you see Gal Gadot on Twitter trying to say, I can't wait to be in Wonder Woman three. Ha ha ha. Uh, two days later, James Gunn goes, nope, not going to yeah. be not going to be doing Wonder Woman three. There's just no none of that. He didn't say Gal Gadot isn't going to be Wonder Woman. He just said Wonder Woman three isn't going to be happening. But I still think that that means there's no, she's just not going to be Wonder Woman. I, I mean, where I, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. This month, this past month in December, we've slowly been seeing the domino pieces fall. Right, Henry Cavill out, uh, Black Adam two not happening, Wonder Woman three not happening. You know, all these different things that that are kind of ending, and we're we're starting to see a closing of the door on a lot of these things within the DCEU. It's becoming clear. I mean. It is becoming clear. This is completely, they're starting from scratch. And I think every time there's a new story about, well, this is ending and that's ending and this person no longer coming back as this, everybody freaks out. But I'm like, guys, at this point, like, this is, why are we freaking out? This is it's clearly what's going on. I mean, this Ray, is. Ray Fisher's not coming back as Cyborg. That that sailed a long time ago. I think he, yeah, he wasn't going to yeah. come back. Gal Gadot, for a while. You, you, we know she's probably not going to be Wonder Woman. She, it is, there's so much doubt about that. Henry Cavill's definitely not coming back. And you know who's next right now on the line is Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not coming back as Black Adam. So this here's another article we got from Twitter again from Twitter from hmm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson who posted this for us. He posted this to his fans. It's a pretty long message, but I'll try to I'll try to make it read it as smoothly as possible for all you fans, all you listeners. He writes, "My passionate friends, you, you like my voice as uh, Dwayne the Rock." Finally, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> he goes. I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC Universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in the first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. James and I have known each other for, for years and have always rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC and Marvel, he puts in parentheses, to mm. win and win big. 
You guys know me, and I have very thick skin, and you can always count on me to be direct with my words. These decisions made by James and DC leadership represent their vision of DCU through their creative lens. After 15 years of relentless hard work to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I will always look back on the fan reaction to Black Adam with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. We did great. To my very passionate and vocal Black Adam superhero genre fans, I love you, thank you, and I will always listen to you and do my best to deliver and entertain you. What a hell of a month. Now we all need some Terramana. Terramana, that's his tequila. His tequila. Have yeah. a productive week and happy holidays to you and your family's DJ. Uh, James Gunn replies to him on Twitter. He writes, love The Rock, and I'm always excited to see what he and Seven Bucks do next. Can't wait to collaborate soon. And Seven so, Bucks Seven Bucks is the is Dwayne Johnson's production company. Exactly. And so I, I think this, you know, going back to what we were saying about multiversal stuff, yes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson just spoiled for everybody that, yeah, there there could be possible multiversal stuff. Like, oh, that's a thing. He didn't did confirm he it. Yeah, did he, he didn't yeah. confirm it. I don't know if he really spoiled anything. But it's kind of like, it's almost expected at this point because now you're looking at Marvel and you're seeing what they're doing and you're like, oh, okay, well, if we don't see you now, we'll probably see you later in that stuff. So, like, that, that's a given. It'll probably happen. Which, Raul, I, I will say this, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's multiversal stuff Yes, there is so much of it now, and you're right. I am definitely getting a little bit overwhelmed by it, but I think it's also a good learning curve for DC because yeah, now, for sure, James Gunn is going to watch what happens with Marvel with their DC with their multiversal stuff, and they're going to be like, he's going to be like, oh, okay, so this is what I should do, and this is what I should. I mean, do he's been a I part of it. He was a part of it. He was a part of the Marvel machine working their way, you know, working his way through Guardians 1, 2, and 3. And he was a part of, you know, all the plans there going on with with building up the MCU and, and the beginnings of the multiversal stuff. You know, he wasn't, of course, privy to all the projects deeply. But, you know, as at least as far as his side of things with the cosmic side and, and all that stuff, there was a plan at one point for James Gunn to kind of head all the cosmic marvel yeah. stuff right remember that at, oh, at yeah. one point he was going to be in charge of the cosmic projects and they were going to kind of do us a, a separation between like films that focus more on the cosmic aspect of marvel marvel and then the films that are more kind of the terrestrial you know ground level earth level stuff at marvel um mm. and james gunn was going to head that so he was part of overall plans so so yeah he's been a part of that machine with marvel and will no doubt take what he's learned and you know look and see what has worked in the past and what hasn't worked and apply it to this i mean he's he's got the tools and he's got the the knowledge to be able to do this i also want to point out that uh dwayne the rock johnson is such a pro at being a businessman because he's yeah. he's both being very polite to james gunn while also giving a shout out to marvel and saying, listen, yes. it's all part of the business. Like, no one's offended. No one's mad. But if you look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson before all this announcement stuff he just made, uh, he was trying really hard to sell the point that his movie's doing great. Oh, yeah, Black Adam's awesome. It, it's doing so well. Yeah. You know, you know, in China, in China would have made this much money, you know? Like, he's trying so hard to make these arguments. And A little it's like, overly optimistic, I think, about the numbers coming out of Black Adam, which, which did make him seem a little tone deaf. And it also kind of makes you think, I mean, listen, personally, 
as much as I, I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson is an entertaining actor and performer, I think he's also very one-noted. And I think that, you know, sure. he he's he's just he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like he sells Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And right. so I, I I felt like he trying to put out this movie, taking 15 years to do it, when he finally gets to do it, he doesn't want to feel like he's bad at what he does because he's been doing it for so long. But like I, I just I just got this sense of like he's so you know butthurt about the whole thing that it didn't do as well, well as he wanted it to. I'm and I'm speculating. You know I don't I'm not inside the mind of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I don't know if I were working on a film for 15 years and my face and my I was attached to it and the reputation that I have built up over time in my career. You work on a project for 15 years, then it finally comes out. And it doesn't do so well that's that's that hurts you know that's gonna hurt the ego a little bit and i do wonder if maybe dwayne johnson uh is kind of was kind of doing some damage control and you know that's not an easy pill to swallow well it's also that and also the fact that he almost started taking upon himself to be the next commander of the dcu right i'm gonna start producing stuff now and it's like well uh, I don't know if, you know, Zaslav agrees with that. You know, I, I don't think he wanted you specifically right. to run the DCU. As well, the, cool as it would have been to see Henry Cavill and Black Adam, you know, doing the Rock Johnson fight each other on camera. I, it, we, you, do you want a wrestler running the DCU? Right. Like, that's not really what the comics are about well, all really, the time. I mean, if you think about it, there was this period earlier before um, James Gunn and Peter Safran were kind of installed into these these uh, positions here at Warner Brothers in DC. There was almost like a power vacuum, you know, in in the ranks of of DC the the DC films, and you know, Zaslav had recently taken over in the summer or the spring or something like that, and. Black Adam was already underway. It had been, you know, there's, there's, they're ramping up their, their, uh, marketing campaign. Black Adam was a holdover from the old regime at Warner Brothers, right? So the new regime comes in, David Zaslav, Zaslav steps in and, you know, okay, we're going to just continue to release the stuff we already have. And then, you know, and then eventually he installs James Gunn and, and all that stuff and things changed, right? So there was a weird window of time after, Zaslav took over until from then until when he installed James Gunn that the DC films were kind of rudderless you know mm. we knew Black Adam was coming out we knew Shazam was gonna originally gonna have come out in December but then that got changed but there was really nothing going on and I think Dwayne Johnson kind of took it upon himself did he maybe overstep maybe i think maybe a little bit i think he overstepped i I think he did i I think he did overstep a little bit but yeah i think he kind of took it upon himself to kind of step up and be like all right you know what hey i'll go ahead and 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 kind of be the face of the dc eu right now or at least at the time dc eu so yeah he was kind of touting himself and 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 really you know doing the thing that he you know that wrestlers do best of course uh is kind of making a big you know talking a big talk and how you know wrestlers kind of you know i will be the one the power you know the power will change the power ranks of of the dc universe will change or whatever it is he said basically that that kind of wrestler speak but yeah there was kind of a, a a period of time where things were kind of up in the air dc was rudderless and i think dwayne johnson just kind of 
took an opportunity to be like, all right, nobody's going to take the reins. Let me just step up and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do that. Which, yeah, we, we do have to give him props for that because it's true. Like, dude, if not him, then we, who? DC like, yeah. was like a, a, a chicken without a head, you know, like, it was just running around in circles, not right. sure where it was going. Now that Snyder's just gone. Like Zack Snyder's not here anymore. There was no figurehead like, like a Kevin Feige, you know, at that time. Which again, takes me back to the whole point that like James Gunn, is Kevin Feige now like he's the Kevin Feige of DC and that's just what we needed we just needed mm. a guy that we we have so much more confidence in that he loves this stuff just as much as the nerds and the fans do as we are um but you know it, it, again he he has to constantly make these hard decisions he's pushing back Dwayne the Rock Johnson I don't know how the heck James Gunn fought back with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, man. I, I would have been so intimidated behind the scenes in, a, in an office trying to tell him, we don't want to use yeah. you. Sorry, d- yeah. dude. Uh, we feel bad, but maybe in the future? I don't know. But again... They're... Oh, sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Th- th- I was just going to say, they're, 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 so, they're so polite to each other, and I right. think they, they made it work so eloquently that yeah. the way Dwayne The Rock Johnson portrays his message online is it's a good way of him trying not to point fingers at people and saying, listen, I'm up for options, but like, I swear to God, like I'm not trying to make enemies. Okay. Just Marvel parentheses. Here's Marvel. Hey, if you guys want (laughs) to hire me too. Hey, I'm free guys. I'm free Marvel. Raul, what do you think are the odds that Marvel would want to hire Dwayne the Rock Johnson for anything? I don't know. I don't think they need to, honestly. I agree. There's no, you don't need Marvel. See, the thing is, I, I, and this was something we had talked about Black Adam after we saw, you know, we had our episode with Ted where we talked about Black Adam. If you're interested in that, go ahead and check our podcast feed mm-hmm. for our Black Adam review. But, you know, we had talked about Dwayne Johnson. He's Dwayne Johnson, no matter what movie he's in. And ultimately, we were saying, like you just said, Kevin, he doesn't have a lot of range. He has one note, and that is Dwayne Johnson. That is the note he plays and he plays it so well and he leans into it. He knows exactly what his brand is and how to use it um, to leverage success for himself. So, I mean, he's done a wonderful job at that. But the problem with that is it kind of limits you as far as the kind of range you're able to show. Right. Or the range. If you want to take on a superhero, uh, you know, a a known uh, superhero from a comic book. It's going to be kind of difficult if you're somebody like Dwayne Johnson to blend into that character. He did a great job, though. I will say he brought a great level of intensity um, and things like that that, that, I, that I thought, you know, worked well for him in that character. But ultimately, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm just, I'm watching Dwayne Johnson in a superhero movie. So I guess my point is that it's distracting. It's distracting because he's Dwayne Johnson in every movie that he's in. And I don't think, I don't think Marvel wants that kind of baggage. You know? I agree. Uh, baggage, for lack of a better term. But I don't think Marvel wants that, and I don't think they need that. They're they're doing relatively well, even though you know Phase Four has been kind of limping on. But you know, for the most part, they've had great uh, great history of success, and they don't show any signs of stopping. So I don't think they need somebody like like Dwayne Johnson to come in and play a character now. If that happens, 
I don't know. We'll see. Again, that I just spoke about my problems with Dwayne Johnson's lack of range. So I, well, also, I think. I, let, let me just add. Let me just add that. Like I, I, I think Kevin Feige likes to have people molded into whatever he wants them to be, and so I, I just don't think you can do that to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. Dwayne, like what you just said, he's got a brand. He's got to be this specific thing for himself because that's what he's good at selling. He and needs so, to have control. He, that's what it is. It's that he needs to have control. Otherwise, he. Like, look at DC. He wanted to just have full control of the DC universe. Right. Like, you can't have that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Kevin Feige doesn't play with his toys. Like, he doesn't share his toys. Right. The he, kind he of tells yeah. you how to how to play with his toy, and there's a rule for it. Yeah. You know, the kind of control that Dwayne Johnson would want in a project for Marvel is not something that uh, Marvel Studios or Kevin Feige would be willing to give him, and I think they would clash. I really I think, do. I, I think he he would want to be Captain America so badly because <laughs> you know what I mean, like <laughs> the Captain America. Maybe technically, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's how I think that's how he portrays himself. Like he he wants to be seen as a Captain America type, where he's this perfect specimen of awesomeness and so kind. And you know, I'm sure he's a really nice guy in person, but like you know, it's stuff like that. Where he like definitely he, is. He's yeah. got a brand. He but, does. You know. We we gotta move on to our next topic here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we also have like some other stuff here uh, that James Gunn has had to talk about and had to uh, basically tear down uh, different articles on Twitter that are trying to report all these other things. Along with Dwayne Drock Johnson and Henry Cavill, um, there's hints about Deathstroke coming back. With mm. you know James Gunn uh, was hinting that, uh, so maybe Ben Affleck gets connected into that. You know, you see. There was a there was a fan on Twitter that asked James Gunn, "Hey, any plans for Deathstroke in the DCU?" And James Gunn just replied, "Could be dot dot dot." Uh, so <laughs> it's never a no, but I think that's kind of like a weird thing where he kind of plays with that and, and and you know messes with us in a way because right. it's just it's getting us hyped up, but at the same time, you know, nothing's certain. But hey, you can never say never because James Gunn just said maybe. <laughs> You know, that all also on top of that, um, the Batgirl directors are supposedly meeting with James Gunn and Safran about future films. This comes to us from Screen Rant, which I think this is the only article we have, Raul, that's not Twitter. <laughs> um, this comes to us from Screen Rant. It says, in a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Fala and LRB have been have revealed that they are they're already. Oh, hold on a second. These guys are planning to have a meeting set with DC Studios' new co-CEOs and co-chairs, Gunn and Peter Safran. Although the directing duo had Batgirl unceremoniously scrapped, they still intend to work with DC Studios on future projects. Bala and LRB shared that Gunn has already contacted them to show this support, show his support during the fallout of Batgirl's cancellation, yet the group has not met with the director formally. However, LRB explained that plans are set in motion, re revealing the meetings are in the books. Now, if, for all you listeners also, I believe these are the same directors who worked on uh, Miss Marvel for Disney+. Right. Plus, which, that personally, I really liked Miss Marvel. I thought Miss Marvel's a great show. Yeah, um, I enjoyed Miss Marvel a lot. I think you could do a lot with with these guys if if James Gunn thinks there's something good to, in, in them to check out, then that's awesome. Like you should totally reach out to them and see what's going on. Also, these guys are um, weren't these guys the directors of the most recent Bad Boys movie, which I heard was great. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard it was a really fun one. I still yeah. haven't seen it. I still, I, I still haven't out. either, but I've heard it's great. So I mean, you've got you got directors who've had some good, you know. Uh, good credits to their name, you know. It just seems like maybe this Batgirl movie was just just 
wasn't the one that was firing all, on all cylinders. And I feel like everybody has has that happen every once in a while. Yeah, but, sometimes you got a bad day at the office. You know, it's 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 bound to happen. But I th- I think these guys, it is nice to see that James Gunn believes in them and is willing to give them a chance. Maybe they're going to direct something with Deathstroke, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, something there. I, I mean, I, I'll say this. We, we know that James Gunn and Peter Safran, they clearly have a very distinct and set vision that they're at any minute, at any moment, they're going to be ready to reveal. God, watch, watch this. Watch them come out like tomorrow after we record this. And like, I'll check Twitter right now. Their whole, yeah, we'll have to do an emergency uh, quick episode of just about that. But they have a very distinct and clear vision of what they want to do. And honestly, if, if James Gunn didn't think that these guys were up to the task, to do another film potentially with them, I don't think they would even be talking. Mm. I don't think he would even ap- approach them, you know? So there must be something with these guys that he sees and clearly can see, sees that, that, that they can, they still have a place. There's still a place for them in the DC fold, in the DCU fold going forward. Because like we said, they do have some good credits to their name. Miss Marvel, you know, a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was a great show. Um, you know, bad boys for life. I heard was great. So I don't know. There, there, there's got to be something that he's seeing that would make him want to reach out to them. And this is something when this whole Batgirl situation went down and, and Warner Brothers just, they completely axed the film because supposedly it was really, really bad. Um, there was talk, right? Didn't, didn't Zaslav or Warner Brothers put something out um, basically saying, yeah, this isn't, you know, we're, we're canceling the movie, blah, 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 blah. But we do look forward to working with them in the future, right? Oh, yeah. There was talk about that. And uh, so looks like maybe they're circling back around, you know, to see, okay, this didn't work. But what can we do? What can we have you guys <clears throat> do uh, going forward? And I think that's also been like the main question for every person that's wanted to say that they want to direct with DC. So like, you know, Ben Affleck, uh, now these guys are coming up and asking like, oh, maybe we could do this. I don't know. Nothing set in stone. Literally nothing has been set in stone with James Gunn yet. And I think, again, that's one of the reasons why everybody's flipping out. People but are it's, it's nice to the to drama. S- sorry, sorry, Kevin. Yeah, no, go ahead. You said nothing set in stone, but it is nice to see. It is nice to see that he's looking at op- all the options. Oh, right? yeah. It does look like him and Peter Saffron are really reaching out to as many different people as they can. And, you know, even even the people who they're like, you know, axing, you know, be it actors, directors or whatever, they're they're meeting with these people and saying, you know, we're not using you going forward, but they're always making an effort to to work with them and be like, but what can we do together? Right? And you know, what's also really cool is the fact that directors are actually excited to work with DC right now. This is really good news. It's a fresh start. All these people are like, James Gunn, hell yeah, sign me up. Like, I want to work with him. If he's going to do this, the DC universe, I'm in. Anybody, if it was back to the Snyderverse again, I don't think I'd want to be part yeah. of that anymore. There's a lot of baggage with that, and it's a fresh start. I mean, from what from <clears throat> what it's looking, where there's smoke, there's fire. This is looking to be a fresh start, and that's a lot of pressure off of you as a, as a creative, I think. You know, you don't uh, yeah. have so much that's already been established that you have to be beholden to, kind of like if you're working for Marvel right now, there's a lot, there's history already, right? There's, there's 
there's what uh, ten, over ten years of history now. Oh yeah, th- five, fifteen years, right? I don't know. Mm. It's been a long time. I think fifteen years almost. Eight, two thousand eight. Let's see, uh, twenty eighteen, two thousand eight. Yeah, wait it, a minute. Two thousand eight started. I, Iron Man started in two thousand eight. So oh, I'm sorry. I, I, so I, we're looking at. I was thinking we were talking dude, about DC. I'm I'm talking about Marvel right now, but like this summer, in May. It will have been 15 years since Iron Man came out. Can you believe that? Woo! I just, Bro. that just dawned on me just now. Right? Am I doing the math right? Uh, no, yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Oh my true. God. Yeah. This summer 15, will be 15 wow. years since the start of the MCU. Oh Man, why my you gotta God. Age us like that. Oh yeah. God. Anyway, that, <laughs> wow. That, I, I had to take a minute. That was, that's insane. Anyway, the, so my point is, is that Marvel has all this history, 15 years of history. That new new projects, new directors coming in have all that history to be beholden to, right? This is a fresh start at DC. I mean, this is going to be... I'm, I would be excited as, as a creative going in, meeting with James Gunn, also because James Gunn is not... He's not the guy who's had a long career as the suit. You know, he's, mm. he's the creative. He's the geek. He's the film director. He's the artist. So him coming out and extending an olive branch to all these other fellow directors and writers and actors and artists i feel like is a is 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 very welcoming you know for if yeah. i were if i were a director or if i were one of these people who james gunn is reaching out to i would feel very comfortable meeting with him because first of all he seems like a very nice reasonable you know guy uh to to work with and and B, he would be, you know, he's one of he's one of us. He's a director. He's a creative. So and you know what? I'm not having to deal with 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 people going, oh, well, that's too far out of budget. We don't want to work with you know. There's a, there's a, there's some common ground there. I think there's also the the fact that you know, his he's just so he's he, I, the the message that he put out in the beginning that we talked about wasn't just to the fans it was to the directors and all the other artistic people and also the way that he faced the negativity was a really good leadership move i believe because him being able to push back the the negativity is telling directors hey this guy's gonna be good to work with i'm more comfortable working on dc now like usually man before james gunn showed up Anytime a director talked about DC, they'd be like, oh, I don't want to do that stuff because the fans would just destroy me. Right. Now it's now it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. I mean, yeah, there's Snyder fans that are like, restore the Snyderverse, but it's not as horrible anymore. But, you know, another thing I really want to talk about is, uh, the you know, maybe I already mentioned this, but the fact that James Gunn is constantly finding articles from like Variety and other places like that online on Twitter, whenever they post an article, he goes onto those articles on Twitter and says, nope, debunked. That's not yes, true. Yes, there was a couple instances where he was like, as much as I like, as much as I love this so-and-so journalist, author, you know. Well, actually, I... this is our next thing right here. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. James Gunn debunks the rumor that Robert Pattinson is being incorporated into the DCU. Yes. So in response to a report from Variety, James Gunn retweeted their article and said, there are a few reporters I love yep. more than Adam B. Very." <laughs> Truly a good guy, but in this case, he needs to get a new source as this is entirely untrue. (laughs) Then, on top of that, Matt Reeves, the director of The Batman with Robert Pattinson, follows up with a tweet saying, you know, the source I'm liking on this is Mr. James Gunn, okay? Which is (laughs) like, I hadn't heard that one. 
So a fan on Twitter goes on to ask James Gunn if Batman is still going to be a, a big part of the DCU or if he's going to be kept for Matt Reeves only. James Gunn replies with, he's a big part of the DCU. So yeah. that's really interesting stuff because he kind of went in and was like, eh, wrong, you're wrong. And Raul, I, I worry about that, but I'm also excited. And I'll tell you why I'm worried is because it's kind of weird that like, news articles are trying to get us to have, you know, excuse me, let me rephrase. Hold on. They're trying to give you attention. They're trying to give the DCU attention by starting some personal rumors and theories. Oh, maybe just to get people talking, you know, and let us have these conversations that we're having now. But then James Gunn comes in and hammers it down and says, nope. And so it kind of yeah. ends the conversation really quickly. But at the same time, I feel like it's good because there's just so much rumors. There's so many rumors that starting so much more fire than is necessary, right. like we've been talking about. And, and and James Gunn has been very good. Yeah, that's the thing because there's so little we know. All we know is a lot of what's a lot of what's not happening going forward, and very little about what is happening going forward. That leaves a vacuum open for people to kind of just make up rumors and speculate and throw things out there. And not all of them are necessarily true. So we are in this weird period of time where everything's so unstable and people are throwing so many different things out there that James Gunn, I love personally, I love that he's coming out and just simply just saying, no, no, this isn't happening. Maybe no. And the way he does it so simply and so easily, he's putting out a lot of these fires before they get a chance to get started, which is it. great because there, there is kind of this, this time. And at least until him and Peter Safran come out and give their tell, present us their plan. There's just like a weird kind of bumpy, you know, kind of window of time happening right now where things are a little unstable as, as far as what's going to happen. Plus so, it's like James Gunn hasn't announced any projects yet with Peter Safran. Like they haven't told us what the lineup is just yet. They're about to this month. But I think the difference is that with DC. Hope this month, we hope this month. We hope this month. They, they did say the beginning of the year. So I'm hoping right. this is the month that they give us something. Maybe next episode, you guys, will you'll, you'll get to hear all the news about that stuff. That'll be awesome. But like, you know, it, it's interesting that when Kevin Feige doesn't say anything and we have theories about Marvel stuff, we go nuts, but in a positive way because we're just so excited for Marvel because we know Marvel's fun and good for the most part, right? But then when you look at DC and you start those rumors about those things and it just becomes a dumpster fire. So I understand, I realize now why it's probably for the best that James Gunn says something very quickly and takes those fires down. Right. Um, because it's like, man, we're, we're not even giving him a chance to breathe. It's we're not adding... even giving him a chance to give us what he wanted to show us in the first place. Right. Because we have all these ideas in our heads of what it's supposed to be already. It's just adding unnecessary drama to what is already kind of kind of something that a lot of people are 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 some people are in an uproar about already. You know, of course, there is a, a, a vocal group of people who are against everything that James Gunn is doing right now. So we don't want to add fuel to that fire. So, yeah, it's nice to see James Gunn just coming out and saying, you know, just debunking all this stuff um, before so everybody they, just before they sit down. Yeah, before they any but before they have a chance to get any kind of traction. Um, but that being said, I mean, let's talk about this Batman thing. The the Robert Pattinson rumor, right? Mm. So there was the rumor uh, that yeah, Robert Pattinson was being incorporated in the DCEU, 
And then, yeah, he simply comes out and says not true. So, um, and then, yes, he gets the question about, will, okay, if that's not true, what is going to be happening with Batman, right? The person asked the question, is Batman going to be, a, still going to be a big part of the DCU? And he just simply responded, he is a big part of the DCU. To which, yeah, duh. I don't, we're definitely, I mean, do you think we're getting a new Batman, Raul? I think. I think we're going to, I think they're going to continue doing some else world films. I think they're going to continue the Robert Pattinson Batman universe. I think they're going to continue the Joker films. And I think we will be seeing another Batman. I think we're going to get the DCU Batman, which will be different than the Robert Pattinson Batman. Mm. That is my, I'm basing that on, you know, just it's, my speculation. It's a good, it's good speculation. I think it's good speculation. Cause I, I think it'd be cool because it would also differentiate DC from Marvel because Marvel's just so set on doing everything has to be connected all the time that DC could finally try this thing and say, Hey, this is our universe here. This is our main line. But also look at all these cool extras that we have as well that are their own standalone stuff right. because we need more standalone movies we do need more standalone movies right. joker alone with joaquin phoenix is awesome we, i don't need to see him in other universes but if you kept on making those movies while the dcu is still going i'm like cool i can tell the difference you know maybe right. maybe regular audience goers might not be able to tell the difference but you know it's sometimes the really the thing that's most important is telling good stories telling good movies giving us good characters fun characters that have cool relationships that they can build upon you know and if if they have sequels it's sequels to their own standalones if, if they don't have to be connected i think this would be a really cool experiment for dc to try out although i'm still nervous about the video game stuff i don't know how they're going to keep connecting the video games to the dc that remains to be seen yeah. that remains to be seen well I mean, okay, we're talking. We're already talking about this Elseworlds thing. I know that I know we have an, uh, a topic later on about the Elseworlds stuff, but which which pretty much confirms that yes, James Gunn is looking to continue the Elseworlds, uh, some Elseworlds stories. But oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I think is going to happen here. I think the rumor about Robert Pattinson being incorporated into the DCU. You know, James Gunn has straight up said, yeah, you know, I don't, I wouldn't trust your sources there, but. Yeah, I, I think that's going to stay where it is. I think, especially since Warner Brothers just recently made this big first look deal with Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves is going to be very involved with Warner Brothers and making projects for them. And Matt Reeves has already come out and said he's he's working on a, on a Batman 2, the Batman 2. You know, we got this Penguin series that, as far as we know, hasn't been canceled yet. So there is a lot of stuff going on in the, the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson batman universe still that's you know uh coming down the pike yeah so, matt, matt reeves is just a happy camper right now like you could yeah. tell just based on his tweets you know responding to james gunn's uh debunks he's so excited that he he's gonna get to keep his movies going and continue the tv series spinoffs as well good yeah. for him i think I'm, that is yeah i think that is part of the plan I mean, but you know me, I, I personally would have thought just wipe everything out, start it all over, boom. But, you know, if they've got a plan, then that's fine. Uh, what, why don't we jump into that topic really quick? I mean, because we already, we're already discussing it, as you were saying, that James Gunn is actively working on elsewhere DCU projects. Uh, a fan on Twitter asked James Gunn, are you open to producing any Elseworld DC projects that aren't set in the DCU? And James Gunn responded with, 
that is actively happening. There you so, go. Yeah. So he is currently talking about that stuff. So it's pretty safe to assume that there's going to be two different Batmans currently happening. You know, we're we're going to see uh, freaking uh, Robert Pattinson and then we're going to see another Batman who's probably going to be a little bit younger, maybe maybe to catch up with the age of a younger Superman as well. You know, right. so I'm, I'm thinking they're going to have somebody who's like in their late 20s, early 30s, you know, as, as the new Batman and Superman. Which, you know, that's that's great. Good for them. But Kevin, let me yes. ask you something. Okay. If it turns out this is what's going to be happening, which it looks it's, it looks safe to say that we're probably going to continue seeing the patents in Batman as being a separate thing from the DCU going forward. Mm-hmm. We have heard David Zaslav in the past saying, look, we're wanting to work on creating a new DC universe and blah, 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 blah. We don't want four Batman, four Batman running around there, right? How do you think, okay, like not four Batman, but how do you think this is, uh, we got the Flash coming out. Remember that. We got the Flash coming out next year. In fact, we've just heard recently that they, uh, Warner Brothers will be releasing a trailer at the Super Bowl for the Flash. That, that will be happening. And we know that that is supposed to include uh, Michael Keaton as his version of Batman in that film so we'll probably see a lot of him in the marketing for this film and probably see a lot of him in this trailer to be honest um probably more of him than ezra miller you know possibly um so and i think is ben affleck still a part of the flash movie or has he been come out out completely no i I think he's gonna be in it okay 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 so here's the thing so What's your question, Raul? Where's well, no. your question? Well, I mean, no, we got, we still got Batman running around. So, how do you think they're gonna plug this up? How do you think they're gonna, they're gonna get to where uh, Peter, uh, Peter Saffron, to where David Zaslav is saying we're not gonna have four Batman running around because right now we do. So, how do you think if we're gonna continue the Robert Pattinson universe and we're gonna start this DCU with a new Batman? What's what's the what are we gonna do with the Flash? I mean, <laughs> why 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 bother? I think. How do you think they're gonna plug this up? What what are they gonna do here, Kevin? I think as soon as the Flash movie comes out, that'll be the end of the Snyderverse. Period. And I think you know it's as cool as it is to see Michael Keaton's Batman. That's the only time we're gonna see him. We're not gonna see him any time after that. That's just my speculations, not facts, yeah, not facts. Uh, but I, I think I think I could back you. I would back you up on that. I think I, I respect James Gunn for respecting Matt Reeves and letting him have his trilogy because, you know, it's something that is it's so good. Like the Batman movies are very good, but I, I think he's going to just slowly let it all die out. Like it, as as much as I say, he is going to be doing all these Elseworlds stuff because he himself confirms he's actively doing it. I don't think he's going to want to keep on doing them forever you know eventually he'll want to slow those things down so he can focus on the dcu so i think once you know ezra miller comes out with his movie we're all gonna finally just get over that already i hope it's a good movie why should we care about it because it's a good movie if it's a good movie i will be entertained that was gonna be my next question that that's what matters most at the end of the day if i already know the snyder versus over it's whatever i can still go back and watch Zack Snyder's Justice League and enjoy the hell out of it because it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. I don't have to think to myself, ah, man, they could have kept on going. It's, I can appreciate it for what it is. 
Same thing with this Flash movie, same thing with a Jason Momoa Aquaman 2, same thing with another Harley Quinn movie with Robbie, Margot Robbie if she ever wants to do something. You know, I, I'm never going to say no to those things, but I know that at the end of the day, maybe they're just going to start falling behind. They're going to be more in the sidelines than the DCU is supposed to be. So you're saying James Gunn is basically... Basically allowing these, he's he's basically allowing the Elseworlds uh, projects to continue, just so that he can end them. Is that he's gonna let it? Yeah, he's gonna. Is let that him, what you're theorizing? I think here? he's gonna let them go, and then they all die out slowly, and that's okay. Hmm. I think that's a that I think that's a safe idea. Because hmm. think about it: if Matt Reeves does a trilogy of the Batman, he he said he only wanted to do a trilogy and then do some spinoffs, and that's it. That mm -hmm. once that's done and over with, Matt Reeves needs to move on and he's going to do something else. And that's going to be it. The Batman with Robert Pattinson is over. Robert Pattinson, I think he's like 35 or 36 right now. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be Batman in his 50s. You know, mm -hmm. he's not going to keep on doing this stuff. He'll be done with it eventually. But then the DCU will continue to keep going. By the time Robert Pattinson is 45 years old, we're going to have a 35-year-old Batman still in the DC universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's... It's that kind of thing where he's just, I think James Gunn, it, to me at least, it looks like he's just being polite and he's letting them he's just do honoring, their thing. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying he's just honoring these these projects that have already gone underway uh, before he came on board. And because they're, they're kind of Elseworld stories already, he's totally fine with just letting them continue and not yeah. cutting it, like not cutting it down like he is with everything else, you know, with, yeah. with Plus, Black Adam and Superman. All that it's stuff. also interesting that like the, the Marvel specials that show up on Disney Plus are really cool because they're very experimental. Mm -hmm. And I think James Gunn kind of looked at that and said, hey, I think Elseworld stuff would be great because we don't have to connect it to the universes. And they could just be cool experimental projects. And if something works, then we could start using that in the universe for, for real, you know? Um, it's a win-win situation, if you ask me. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think, you know, James Gunn, I, I can't say for sure what the heck the guy's thinking, but if, if he wants to continue to do Elseworld stuff, even after stuff like the Batman with Robert Pattinson is over, then good for him. You know, if he's figured something out, then great. If we enjoy it and we have a good storyline and we have a fun time at the movies, then I am totally down. Um, but now going back to the debunks again, there was one more debunk, which I'm pretty sure kind of wraps up a lot of what we're talking about here, which is uh, James Gunn debunks fan claiming that James Gunn will be recasting some, but not all characters in the DCU. So this guy called Maclean W on Twitter says uh, to James Gunn, who knows if it's true, but recasting all the main DCEU characters, but keeping some uh, will be interesting how Peacemaker and uh, Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad characters, actors live on, but the others don't, particularly when they have all interacted together. And then James Gunn replied, I keep seeing posts with this untrue theory. We're not recasting everyone except the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, a lot of people got confused by his reply because they were like, oh, does he mean they're not recasting everyone except yeah. the Suicide Squad? It's oddly, it's oddly worded. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure what he's saying is, like, guys, no, like, this whole thing about, like, only keeping Peacemaker and Suicide Squad stuff, like, no, I'm, I, I never said anything about recasting everybody except those things. If it hasn't been said, it's not true. How so, shitty would that be, though? Like, he, he's he's getting rid of he's getting rid of Henry Cavill. Dwayne Johnson isn't coming back. 
We're, you know, uh, Wonder Woman 3 is not, but we're going to keep Suicide Squad uh, characters and we're going to keep Peacemaker, you know, the things that James Gunn has worked on. I mean, how shitty and how bad would that look if that, that was the case? I mean, I will say Peacemaker, apparently, I, I, from, I think I heard that it was confirmed for a season two. It has been. That's, that's, what's quite, that's what's puzzling about all this is that we haven't heard of any cancellations of Peacemaker season two yet. Plus, uh, his wife is in it. So, like, why would he not want his wife to be a part of the DC universe? I mean, if he has to, if he has to cut her out, he has to. Uh, Would he do that to his wife? I don't uh, know. I mean, that might be some awkward. (laughs) That there might be some awkward uh, pillow talk, but you know, honey, you're dead. Sorry. Yeah, I I mean, there might be some awkward pillow talk, but look, he's cutting out. You know, Henry Cavill. You know, it's look. He's he's making the tough choices here. So if- and also, this brings us back to the beginning when I was talking about the whole Ezra Miller drama that's happening right now, where people are saying, "Oh, wait, so you're gonna keep Ezra Miller, but you're you're not you're gonna get rid of Henry Cavill? What is wrong with the DC universe, man? Like, guys, well, that movie's he- already been made. But also, that's he hasn't even confirmed that that's true. Like, he he commented on that and said, "I don't, I have no idea where people are coming up with that. Like, I I haven't heard anything about this." Like, what's going on? So, like, the fact that we're jumping to conclusions about that as well is just, ah, oh, it's too much. I think, again, as soon as he announces what the hell is going on with the lineup for the next 10 years, maybe for the next five years at least, I think we're going to have a good idea of what the heck's going on. And uh, hopefully it'll settle a lot of questions that we have for him that we've constantly been throwing at him and theorizing negative thoughts. Right. Um but yeah, I, I think this this most of all is the most important thing that he has not confirmed who is staying and who's leaving. I mean, he's confirmed a lot of who's leaving. He's confirmed which, a lot of who's leaving, which pretty much implies that pretty much everybody's gone. You know, so I don't know. I will. I will say I do have a question mark floating around my brain about, you know, all this stuff is if if this is going to be a complete reboot of the DC universe. How come we haven't heard anything about Peacemaker season two being canceled yet? Right? Like what? That's a good question. What is going on there? You know, and maybe that's just something that we'll find out eventually is not happening or what. But if it is going to continue, that's, I'll be, I'm, I'll have my head scratching. I'll be honest, Kevin, because that's another thing. Okay. I don't know if you did. You hear about this thing? Sorry, I'm gonna kind of fold did hear, another. Did you hear about this thing? Yeah. Listen, what, what, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna fold another story into this topic right now. And oh that is the story, snap! Really quick. That is the story about Shazam. The Shazam. You see the Shazam oh, comments? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's uh, here we go. Here this comes from the rap. Okay. Uh, uh, Shazam star he Zachary Levi. He was asked on Twitter about the status of Shazam. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. This comes to us from The Wrap. After an unconfirmed tweet made the rounds that Levi was suddenly not going to be playing the hero under the new DC regime, one user tweeted, I want this to not be true because his Shazam is he's uh, is one thing in the DCEU I would absolutely throw hands for to protect. The writer also tagged Levi, Levi saying he is perfection in the role. In response, Levi offered some words of comfort and advice to take some news from the internet with a grain of salt. And in his tweet, he goes, oh, I really wouldn't believe everything you see on the internet, Levi tweeted. I'm Gucci, Ash, we all Gucci. That's interesting, all right? 
And I'm sorry to kind of throw this in here. I know that we hadn't planned this topic, no, but no, this kind of good. this is. Did you hear about this? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I I'm. Uh, hmm, no, I don't okay. know if you. Do you want to hear my thoughts on this? Because well, I, let's. Okay, we're rolling. Uh, let me. Ro- we're rolling this into the 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 Suicide Squad Peacemaker thing because I kind of see this as all being within the same thread of. Okay, if we're doing a reboot. What's going on with this other stuff? Why haven't we heard about Peacemaker Season 2? And why the hell is Zachary Levi saying what he's saying online? So, <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts, Kevin? Let well, me hear your thoughts. Well, I, I do know from interviews that Zachary Levi is actually very close friends with James Gunn and Peter Safran because they've, hmm. they've worked together a lot. Peter Safran produced all of the Shazam movies yeah, Shazam, so yeah. far. Um, so, you know, they're they're very close. He, I think he, in interviews, I think he was at a Comic-Con where they asked him, like, are you still going to be Shazam? Like, are you going to be in the new universe? Are they going to kick you out? And he's like, they better not kick me out or, or else we're not going to be friends anymore. Like, he jokingly said that. And it's just, you know. But they are kicking people out. They uh, are. Personally, I, I think even he doesn't know what's really going on yet. I think everything's kind of at a stalemate because, mm. I mean, think about it. Shazam 2 is coming out next month, right? February or April, maybe? When does it come out? April? It comes oh, out God. at some point in the spring. <laughs> it comes out in the spring. Yeah. And so this movie's coming out, and we're going to market it by telling you that he's not going to be in the March. March anymore. 17th. Sorry, Kevin. March 17th. March 17th. It's It's... To me, it's like Ezra's a lost cause. I don't want to see Ezra Miller back again as the Flash. That's mm. just how I feel about it. I'm gonna go watch the movie because I've heard enough hype about it that I'm like, okay, I'm I'm excited to possibly a CGI Christopher Reeves. Okay, let's check this out. Um, even though Superman's not my favorite movie, you know what I mean, Raul. But um, but you know, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. you know Zachary Levi as Shazam and Shazam Two. I mean, the villain looks bad. I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not entirely hyped about the villain. We've only and seen so, like what one trailer. It's yeah, yeah, and it's just you know, I, I just think that it'd be a bad idea to try to sell you this movie and also be like, by the way, we've just announced Zachary Levi is not going to be Shazam anymore. Right. But we're literally about to watch him like next week. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just bad marketing. That's bad so what marketing. Do you th- what do you think he's doing here? Do you think he really? I mean, we're just speculative. But you know, do you think he maybe does know that his time as Shazam is gonna be over soon, and he's just trying to calm the waters as it as it as it were before I, the movie comes out, and then maybe after Shazam two comes out, we'll eventually find out. Yeah, he's we're gonna put an end to Shazam also. I I think I think he's done. I think he's done. Also, if you look at the his age, he's forty two right now. He's yeah, I mean, forty two. He looks good for forty two. Unless you get a yeah, uh, oh, man. I gotta I gotta sound so judgy ooh, right now. But ooh, Kevin, in, his, shade? in the new trailer, he's got a lot more wrinkles than I remember. Yeah, so he know? does have some crow's feet. A little he's bit. He's getting of that. some crow's feet. I mean, that's on his forehead too. I was actually worried about Henry Cavill because Henry Cavill was getting some wrinkles as well. But I was like, oh well, he's like the older Superman. That'd be awesome. But for Shazam, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to see this younger guy. Um, and so Zachary Levi, we're, we're getting them wrinkles in there. And so if James Gunn is James Gunn, and he has to think about the future of Shazam in the future of the DC Universe, would you want to use him and save him for later? Or would you want to just recast somebody else? Um, also, also, I mean, 
I'm just going to speculate. If this were me, if I were Zachary Levi, and I get this question out of the blue in a tweet, I mean, I don't know. I'd feel kind of put on the spot. I wouldn't, I, I, I don't blame him for saying what he's saying because I feel like an announcement like that of Zachary Levi no longer playing Shazam, that shouldn't come from Zachary Levi, right? Mm. That shouldn't, you know, if I were him, I would probably say something like this too, because look, I, I don't want to be the one to break this news. This I is going to, I don't know. This <laughs> is, I don't want, I don't want to be the one to break this news. This is something for James Gunn to decide. So why am I going to put myself out there and create more drama than there needs to be? I'm just going to say, look, everything's fine. And we're just going to hold the status quo because I don't want to rock any boats here. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's very similar to our voice acting stuff. Like when when we have NDAs, if somebody messages you on Twitter and goes, hey, are you going to be in this project? Are you going to be in it? I can't tell you those things. Like it's, I'm right. under contract to not talk about it. It's not up to us to tell you those things. Right. Like we're actors. The actors don't know anything. We we at least we assume we don't know anything. Usually it's up to the higher ups to make those big announcements, as you're saying, like it's it's very uncomfortable to put actors in those positions. So, oh yeah. man, if you guys are listening, don't do that to Zachary Levi, man. I love him. He's he's. I think he's a really great Shazam. But I I think it's you know it's not up to him to decide. If yeah. he could decide from based on how our, the many interviews that he's had, he's made it very clear that he wants to keep doing it because he loves it. He thinks it's awesome. I mean, I, he's great. If let's say if. If they decide not to use Shazam anymore, or at least Zachary Levi as Shazam, and let's say Zachary Levi does know this, what the hell is he supposed to say? I mean, they James Gunn hasn't come out and announced it. Warner Brothers hasn't come out and announced it. What the hell is James? What the hell is Zachary Levi supposed to say? Oh yeah, by the way, uh, some breaking news. I'm gonna exclusively tell you this. Yeah, I'm no longer Shazam. Like, no, like, I wouldn't do that. Also, what else, what else I mean, was he supposed to say? Look at Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill went out and said, I'm going to be back as Superman. Two weeks later, I'm I am not, not gonna back, be back as, as Superman. Superman. Gal Gadot yeah. said, I can't wait for Wonder Woman 3. A day later, there is no Wonder Woman 3. You yeah. know, like this, you can't make those calls anymore. I, I think Zachary Levi has learned from those guys and said, I'm going to keep my mouth shut for a little bit and just keep it at the who knows maybe so until 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 james gunn comes out and says yeah no (laughs) yeah that's not happening so i guess those are the only two things you know we're seeing the trajectory of what the dcu is looking to be but these are the only two things that i saw that kind of had me questioning things like oh wait so the suicide squad or the peacemaker thing and this quote by zachary levi like this is confusing me if you know if we're supposed to be doing a whole reboot, but we're keeping Zachary Levi, what are we doing here? If we're yeah. keep if we're doing a re- whole reboot, but we're keeping Peacemaker, <laughs> what are we doing here? Dude, it, it's just all over the place. It really is all over the place. But again, this is why we have to talk about James Gunn today because it's just, there's so much being thrown at us that it's very hard to think about one, you know, one track mind, you know, like we, we can't focus enough. There's all the fans were screaming, going around in circles with our heads cut off like chickens, not sure what's going on. And I, and again, you know, I think this episode is important because it's good to know that you're not alone. If you freaking out about what's going on, a lot of us don't know what's going on, but we do know that there's a time and place 
to freak out about things. And the most important thing you can do as a fan of movies is go online and make sure that you find hard evidence that proves that point or that announcement of whatever you're listening to. And who better to listen to than James Gunn directly when he tells you himself something is or isn't a thing. And if he hasn't confirmed it yet, don't worry about it. You know, I think right now is the most important time to worry or to not worry about the things that we can't control. God, I will say it is just so refreshing after so long of like DC and Warner Brothers keeping everything so close to the vest and and after so long of not no of us not going sorry, of us not knowing what the hell is going to happen with the DC films, it's so refreshing to see James Gunn just coming out and being just so direct about stuff. You know, yeah. it's it's a breath of fresh air and I'm I'm really glad he's doing this and he's not keeping too many people questioning too much about things because the more people question and the more the more that carrot is dangling without any kind of answers the more you know unstable things are going to be and the more like we were talking about rumors and all this untrue facts going out there so i'm so glad he's been doing this uh you know god bless him because this guy is busy enough as it is the fact that he has enough time like i said to be tweeting and respond to be, responding to people on a daily basis about mm. all these things is like, whoo, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. So, but it is nice to see. It's also nice to see that ac the actors that used to be at the DCEU are finally doing different things with themselves. You know, Ben Affleck is back into directing. Man's married to Jennifer Lopez as well. Good for him. Um, you know, you got freaking Gal Gadot doing a bunch of Netflix movies and doing whatever she wants to do. Uh, but also, you got Henry Cavill here, who is producing and starring in Warhammer 40K series for Amazon. This is freaking incredible. Like, this is so good for him. And also, this announcement came out, I think, a week after he reported that he's no longer going to be Superman. Either a week or a day, Raul. I swear to God, this happened so much quicker than I expected. How long? Do you know how long after... It came, okay, about a week after the Superman thing, but how long after it was reported he was no longer going to be part of The Witcher? That, man, that must have been a couple of weeks after. Yeah. It, it, I think it was, it must have been a week after Black Adam came out or something like that. Well, it's definitely, uh, The Witcher thing, I think that was last month because we did report on that on the last episode about Henry Cavill not coming back on The Witcher. So we did report about that. Yeah. So at least since then, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it had been at least a couple of weeks. Well, this comes to us from Hollywood Reporter. It says, uh, Henry Cavill may not be donning a red cape, but he does have a cool new gig. The actor, who on Wednesday officially hung up his Man of Steel costume after Warner Bros. announced it is going into a new Superman direction under new DC studio heads James Gunn and Peter Safran, is attached to star in and executive produce a series adaption of Warhammer 40K, the popular science fiction fantasy miniature war game that is set up at Amazon. Um, wow, this is incredible. Amazon has secured the rights to the tabletop game produced by Games Workshop after months of negotiations and fending off rival companies that also sought the rights. Warhammer is akin to Dungeons & Dragons, dice are involved in the play, but also features intricate miniatures that players can place and move around a model battlefield or world. Game Workshops, which is the 1980s uh, made miniatures for D&D, launched the game in 1987. It has grown to become the most popular miniature war game in the world and spawned many imitators. The game setting is 40,000 years ago into the future, 
where things are dark indeed, human civilization has stopped progressing, and is an unending war with aliens and magical beings, with gods and demons figuring into a theological class system. There's so much to read. The humans make up the Imperium of Man, who are militaristic. A race of skeleton-like androids are known as the Necron. There is an elvish race known as Aldari, as, uh, Aldari, as well as orcs with a K. Tyranids are nasty aliens, and the Tau is a blue-skinned alien race that may offer some hope. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of extra stuff. Like, it's it's literally just D&D, but, like, an World of Warcraft combined into it with war and military like man, there's so much into it. I personally have never played uh, Warhammer before, but every time I look up videos and I look up how to play Warhammer games and stuff like that, it looks incredibly addicting to play once you get into yeah. it. It looks really, really fun. And now Henry Cavill is finding a way to bring this to life and actually tell a story, hopefully, fingers crossed that he tells a good story. Um and try to get more people involved into this stuff. Right. I remember looking at people watch D&D, and that got me really interested in, in playing D&D myself. Um, and so I think this is a really, really awesome idea for Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is known to be one of the biggest nerds ever. This Super dude is nerd. such Super a freaking nerd. nerd. He builds his own PCs and plays Warhammer. He almost didn't answer the call to be Superman because he was playing World of Warcraft with all his buddies. You know, like it's the the man is a definitive king of the nerds. And here he is saying, I'm finally ready to produce. And what's interesting, Raul is uh, I don't know if, if you've ever watched the that podcast called Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Mm. Um, he had the, the guy who hosts that show. He had an interview with Henry Cavill because they're pretty close. And Henry Cavill in that interview mentioned that he's very interested in producing. Like he, he thinks it'd be something really cool to look forward to. And he was asked by the guy from the podcast, like, do you want to do it soon? And he says, I don't know, maybe. Guess what, baby? As know. soon as this guy get announces he's no longer Superman, he goes, all right, then here's my trump card. I am producing something, and this is going to be my project. You can't fire me, Hollywood. I quit. I'm making my own projects. I'm hiring myself. Exactly. And I think, look at this. It's with Amazon. They're going to be working yeah. on it with Amazon. Do you know how expensive a freaking project like this might be based on how much Henry Cavill wants to be involved with all this stuff. Amazon's got the money. I mean, they made rings of power. You can bet your bottom dollar that Henry Cavill wants to be as authentic as possible because he's the king of the nerds, guys. He's going to be as authentic as he possibly can. And Amazon has all the money on the planet to make this happen. And I think, I think there's really something there. I, I, I know in this article, they also mentioned that there there was also no writers yet. They haven't gotten the writers. They haven't had any artists connected into it yet. It's just an announcement at the moment. And I think it's a calling card for as many artists to become, you know, get involved with this project. Um, so we'll see what comes of it. I don't, I, I'm glad that I'm not going into this going, oh, it's going to suck. You know, I'm just hmm. hyped. I'm excited for it. I want him to succeed. But if it ends up sucking, it ends up sucking. But at the moment, there's more positive vibes than negative. Raul, what do you think about all this, man? No, I think it's really interesting. I've never played Warhammer, but I do know a little bit about it. Like I had, I had a friend in college who uh, played it a lot, and he, in fact, he was my roommate. And he would, um, 
I would always see him in his dorm painting his little figurines and stuff. And it was really cool to watch. And, and I, of course we, you and I, Kevin, we've played D and D before too. So we know that kind of tabletop, you know, role-playing game uh, side of things. So we're very familiar with that, but this is cool. It's like that mixed with like, you know, modeling and you get to paint your own figures and all that stuff. And, and I'm really interested in that stuff. Cause I, I went through a big phase a while ago where I used to paint model figures and model cars and all that stuff. So I really love that there's something like that, which combines the tabletop fun and kind of structure and mechanics of like a D and D with something like, you know, like, you know, painting little figurines and models and all that stuff. You know, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, so this is cool. And this is, yeah, clearly this is something that Henry Cavill is very passionate about. Excuse me. And because he's so passionate about it, I'm hoping for the best. You know, this isn't just somebody who, uh, you know, is just kind of doing it for the paycheck, right? This is a passion project of his. He's producing it himself. So, you know, there's going to be a great deal of care and attention to detail um, that he's going to put into this project. And, you know, joining forces with Amazon, I mean, that's huge. Amazon has been making a lot of big moves lately. Um, as far as, you know, making deals and things like that. Last, last episode, we talked about the deal with Sony to produce all these Spider-Man shows for, for Amazon. So Amazon has been really positioning themselves in the game to, to do a lot of uh, really cool things. Um, especially they made a deal with the, the guys uh, who created uh, the Haunting at Bly Manor and Haunting at Hill House shows for Netflix. You know, oh, those know guys jumped ship from Netflix and have na- now made a deal with Amazon. Um, so Amazon is doing pretty well in, in organizing pieces, um, as far as creating content to put out. So, I th- yeah, I think I'm a little nervous about Henry Cavill just because I've, I've never, again, he, he said this is his first time producing. So I'm like, okay, right. well, I, I hope you know what you're doing. I've heard, I hope you've learned enough from other producers to know how to handle this yourself, you know, and maybe who knows maybe Zack Snyder might be backing him up and giving him some advice or something well that's that was going to be my next point it remains to be seen like Henry Cavill's producing but we'll see what he does as far as the talent that he's going to look for you know him and Mm. Amazon um, because that'll be a big deal you know who's going to be the showrunner who's going to write who's going to write who's going to direct the episodes you know so once we start seeing talent slowly start to get attached to this project, then we'll get a clearer idea of like how, what we think we can expect from this show going forward. So this does seem to be very early stages. Um, Yeah. And and again, just because you adore something doesn't mean you're going to be good at telling a story about it. Correct. Um, Because you could, you might be too much of a fanboy. you know, there, there is such a thing, but I don't know. I I think Henry Cavill, he's had a lot of experience and maybe, you know, it's it's a good idea to give him a chance and see what he's got. Well, how much, how much, uh, how much he's learned from why, the industry. Why not? He's got free time now. With, Heck yeah, he's not, got he's got be- all the time in the world. With not being Superman and not being in The Witcher. Uh, yeah, give it, give it another ten years. He'll be back as Superman in a multiversal movie for sure. You, uh, we know, we yeah, know it's gonna way happen. Farther than that. maybe with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, as he was saying. You know, we're done. We're shutting the door. I don't <laughs> for, want for now. For I don't want to open know? old wounds again. Yeah, no. We're, I swear to God, in ten years' time, if they do a multiversal thing, I swear to God, if the if the Snyderverse restore the Snyderverse fanboys come back. I'm going to be like, guys, 
Did you learn nothing? Come on. Yeah. Come on, boys. If anything, I don't want to see them open up multiversal stuff just because I don't want to see the hashtag restore, restore the Snyderverse shit again. I just don't yeah. want to see that again. Well, then, you guys, that basically kind of does it for all our James Gunn stuff and, you know, a little bit of Henry Cavill there for us. But, you know, I, I didn't want to give you guys just James Gunn stuff, so we we do, we do want to give you some quick mentions. Um, you know, one of the biggest headlines right now that's happening is uh, Jeremy Renner is hospitalized after a snowplowing yeah. incident. Uh, I think he ran over his own leg and is now had, just had surgery, and he's hopefully making a speedy recovery. So Jeremy Renner, yeah. we hope the best just, for you, my guy. Just posted a tweet, I think either yesterday or, or something like that. Posted a tweet, a picture of himself. He's clearly all banged up, but he says he's doing fine. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll keep getting updates on that and we'll probably keep reporting more about it maybe at the end of the month uh, in February. So, you know. We wish on. you a speedy recovery, Jeremy. Take it easy, my man. Uh, then we also have a God of War series is finally greenlit at Amazon. Look at that, just like we were talking there about earlier. Amazon. Amazon is literally paying for everything, and man, that'd be incredible to see a God of War series. I personally want them to do like the young Kratos stories and get Jason Momoa in there to play the, the young Kratos, shave his beard and whatnot, and then as he gets older, he could do the older version. That'd be awesome. Hmm. But I, I think they're going the HBO route with The Last of Us, where they're they're just doing the older Kratos storyline from the current games that are coming out. Was it Ragnarok? Yeah, the Ragnarok and the and the first one before that one. They're telling that story specifically. Hmm. Um, so you know we'll see. But if they do decide to do the younger route, that'd be awesome too because that gives them more content to work on. Um, then you know we also have our our next uh little quick mention here is director Ang Lee's son is going to star as Bruce Lee in a biopic, which. I put that in there because I'm just a big fan of Bruce Lee. And every time I see a Bruce Lee movie that's a quote unquote biopic, it you know, it's always movies from like the 70s and 80s. And they like overdid his biopic where like everything has to be kung fu. Like I have to fight everyone that wants to fight me. Yahaha, mm -hmm. You know, and it's just I don't know. It was very cheesy back in the day. So it's nice to see that there's a current modern take on a biopic of Bruce Lee. Um, Raul, any thoughts on that one? No, I just sure. I don't. I, I. I. don't know. What do people feel about this? Are people upset? I mean, I have heard like people are like, oh, this is nepotism or whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about. I know Ang Lee's films, and you know, I, I've really enjoyed some of his films. But his son, his son's name is Mason Lee, and if you guys don't know him, I he I haven't seen much of him. The only thing I remember him from is being uh, the brother, the brother-in-law Teddy from uh, The Hangover Two. The kid who goes missing, and then that's right. and then they have to find him. That's Teddy. That's oh my god. Yeah. So that is um, I, I that's the only thing I know him from. But I liked him in The Hangover too. I thought he was funny. I'll I haven't seen him in anything else though, so I have no idea what to expect of him playing Bruce Lee. I mean, well, also you know? people were, were were doing comparisons of him and and the picture of Bruce Lee, and you know I I do see the resemblance in Mason Lee and Bruce Lee's face, like he. I think that's probably the closest uh, face that I've seen to a Bruce Lee lookalike uh, mm. that I've seen in plenty of other movies. I think the only the only one I saw that was anywhere near a Bruce Lee lookalike was the the guy who played him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But, oh yeah, he looked pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, but most of the time, every time I see a movie that involves Bruce Lee, the actor never looks like him, you know? And, right. Uh, also, it's a, it's a very touchy subject when you try to compare people of Asian culture to each other because, it's, you know, you don't want to be offensive about that stuff. <laughs> but, like, sure. authentically, when you, when you look at a picture of Mason Lee, um, there is that you can definitely see a lot of good similarities uh, realistically. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if he can act or not as well anymore. I, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it because I, I do like my Kung Fu movies. Um, and hopefully he, you know, hopefully he kills it. Maybe, I don't know if Ang Lee's directing it or not, but I know his son is definitely going to be starring as Bruce Lee. So good for him, you know? Anyways, yeah. onwards to our next section here. We got our trailers released this month. Raul, there were so many trailers this month, man. Um, we, let me, let me just list these off. There's <laughs> so many. We got, uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. We got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That sounds like the pick of destiny, like with uh, Jack Black. We got uh, Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy Volume 3. We have Gen Z, or Gem, not Z, Gem V or Gem 5. I don't know, from The Boys. It's a spinoff from Gen- The Boys. Gen V. Gen V, all because of the V. That's right, okay. Right. Um, then we have The Last of Us coming out this month, January 15th, baby. All right. Wow. Can you tell which one I like a lot right now? Um, we also got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, we got the trailer for 65, which is a movie about Adam Driver in the future time shooting dinosaurs. That's pretty insane. Um, we also got a trailer for Barbie with Margot Robbie. Uh, Barbie, Margot Robbie. <laughs> that sounds funny. Oppenheimer got another trailer with Christopher Nolan, or I think that's the first trailer. And then finally, we had a that 70s or that 90s show from, you know, based off that 70s show with the same cast members coming back. Um, Raul, any of these trailers stuck out to you that you want to discuss? Oh, there's a lot. There's a God, lot of good stuff. There, there's so many good things. And honestly, I will say I didn't watch the most recent Transformers film. Um, I liked I've liked the Bumblebee some... one. Yeah, you watch... no, I, I... You have I seen Bumblebee? Bumblebee? Wait a minute. No, no. I can't remember if I've seen Bumblebee or not. Oh my, oh my God. God. Is that going to be your movie of the month? <laughs> I want to say I've seen it, but I can't remember watching it. With, uh, with ha- uh, Haley Steinfeld? Yeah, I don't remember if I've seen it or not. I, I, I was going to say, I don't remember. I definitely haven't seen the, what is it, the, the Last Night or whatever. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I stopped watching Transformers after Transformers 3. I, I did Transformers 1, 2, and 3. Then I did the, the Haley Steinfeld Bumblebee movie. And that's I think I think I started watching four, but then I fell asleep, and then I never yeah. finished it. I mean, they they just started to tank more and more, right. and so it was just but, very difficult to get into it. But this trailer looks pretty pretty dope. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I don't know what the story is thus far leading into this film because I haven't seen the most recent films, but this looks pretty cool. And now we're starting to see like, the, okay, now they're we're 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 getting into the beast wars era right of, oh yeah of the transformers and and you know the whole trajectory trajectory of the show so now we're getting into beast wars we're starting to see them the, they're transforming into different animals and stuff like that so that's man i can already cool. hear i can already hear our buddy chad going beast wars because he's a pretty big fan of the Beast Wars the Beast stuff Wars for Transformers. Fan. I didn't realize uh, growing up, I I never connected that Beast Wars or the you know the Beasts were connected with the Transformers. 
but I guess there were kind of some. Uh, I learned that episodes. very, yeah, I learned that much later in life too. I was a little embarrassed to <laughs> when I found <laughs> out, I was like, oh, they're connected. You know what's so dope about this trailer though? It's like what the very end where Anthony Ramos, he's in the car, right? And it's speeding towards the camera. And as it's speeding towards the camera, the car transforms out of its car form. And Anthony Ramos is just walking out of it. You know, the Bro. car's transforming behind him into, you know, into an Autobot. And Anthony Ramos is just walking. Kind of like how you see, you know, in that shot of like the guy slowly walking away from the explosion behind him. Hell Except yeah. behind him, it's the car transforming back to an Autobot. It's so freaking cool. That's like a dope shot. Hell yeah. No, that, that that is pretty dang cool. That stuck out to me. And the the action sequences just look awesome. I mean the the I, I, I always just figure that like every Transformers movie trailer is incredible. And then, you know, that's why I'm a little I'm a little hesitant because I'm like, man, I, I, I wanna go watch it and I, I just really hope it's good. That's all right. I want I want it to be really good. But don't give me the last night or like any of those other later movies that I've heard are really bad, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping myself positive for the most part to to check those out. Yeah. But uh, I want to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of yes, Destiny. I, I do too. Because for me, it I thought the the trailer was really cool, but also, damn, can you tell when there's CGI being used on Harrison yeah. Ford's head when he's <laughs> when he's on the horse and it's like going up like Zorro for some reason? Yeah. And you just see his, his head, head is all just wonky. like floating it's like floating yeah. <laughs> around on his body and it's just uh, weird looking like hopefully they fix that in the main movie but you know i hope so too <laughs> as a trailer thing i'm like okay that, that's uh, that's fine it's whatever i get it but the de-aging doesn't look too bad it yeah look too bad. no there are some moments in the trailer where you can tell that the de-aging or the cgi for young harrison ford is like maybe they should kind of work on that a little bit but like it's just such a fast going trailer that you don't you don't really have time yeah. to really think about it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it is po possibly some of their best de-aging that they've ever done for Lucasfilm, period. You know, um, and damn, uh, freaking uh, what's it called? Rogue Squadron or Rogue One? Rogue mm. One had really good CGI with. Uh, uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking out on his name right now. You may file when ready. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand yeah. Moff Tarkin. Oh, my God. Grandma Tarkin's CGI was incredible for that it, movie. It looked better on him than it did on Princess Leia at the end. I, oh I think, yeah, I it, think it looks think better it's... when when there's less lighting. Yeah, you you took the words right out of my mouth. It, that's exactly it. And I think that's the thing with the the Harrison Ford thing is like the the shots that looked incredible with a young Harrison Ford. I think is because it was a lot darker and you couldn't mm, really see everything. Yeah, I I have some thoughts about this trailer, Kevin. I have, uh, I'm look, I'm excited. You know, my favorite movie of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. I love the Indiana Jones series, all three of them. And I am very, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I know there's a fourth one guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this one, but I'm a little hesitant. This trailer looks so cool. I mean, the action looks great. It looks like we're going to get something really good and fulfilling, but you know what? It just doesn't, feel like an indiana jones movie and it's really? I, I may be sounding nitpicky about it and <laughs> maybe i am but you know what it is there's something about the older indiana jones films i like and this is really just i don't know a larger argument with how films are now with technology as as opposed to how they used to be with a lot more practical effects and the you know the older films just felt so gritty 
and and there was just something about them that that really kind of they felt gritty and they felt really grounded in real world and i love those films because of that and and because and to me that kind of aesthetic is so synonymous with Indiana Jones to me. I feel like that needs to be a part of it. The grittiness, you mm. know, the feeling like it, that, like it was filmed on a film strip, like on a film reel. This trailer, it looks too shiny. Everything looks so clean and shiny and, 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 you know, CGI ish. And I don't mean the CGI. I mean, you, that's inevitable. I mean, you, you know, we have yeah. CGI technology. We're going to use CGI technology. But there's something about the way this film looks, the way it's lit, the way it's shot. It looks too clean and shiny. And I, I can't, I'm having a hard time putting into words, but that's the best I can come up with. It, it just doesn't look like an Indiana Jones film to me. To me, an Indiana Jones film looks a little dirty. It looks a little gritty. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I think you've got a good point, though, because especially when you look back at like, you know, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which we don't usually talk about. But, like, <laughs> even that, like, the color and the costumes just look so perfectly solid colored and yes. stuff like that. It, it also shiny and, and, and yeah. It, it was just Sparkly. too, it was too perfect. It was too perfect. Right. And I think you, you, you make good arguments because the, this new trailer, they, they still kind of look like that. I think they're, they tried to tone down the colors, I think, compared to the last movie they worked on, but mm-hmm. it's, it's still, it's still not exactly the same as what the original trilogy was like. Um, but I mean, I'm, that, I'm hoping that James small Mangold. Nitpick. The, what what I always notice is every time James Mangold works on a movie that has to do with sand or like cowboys and stuff like that, people in the Wild West kind of style, uh, they always end up being incredible movies. And so well, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping this is one of those cases as well. That's why I was so excited. That was one of the reasons I was so excited about James Mangold directing this thing is because his movies i mean he's directed like 310 to yuma logan like those movies are gritty films and for some reason that aesthetic just hasn't been it doesn't look like that's it's been brought into indiana jones which i feel like it should have i there's something about those films the uh you know logan specifically i mean that feels kind of in the same vein as like the older indiana jones films you know what i mean the grit oh man all i hope is i just hope i i hope kathleen kennedy isn't the reason why that is the case you know what i mean because kathleen kennedy let's be fair everybody listening kathleen kennedy was she helped make indiana jones the the original trilogy with steven spielberg you know her and Uh, her husband frank marshall Steven Spielberg himself calls Kathleen Kennedy one of the greatest producers in all of cinema history, you know, so it's it's kind of a big deal that she's working on this as well. But like time and time again, her decisions leading the Lucasfilm, it just I feel like a lot of the time she doesn't make the best decisions. Okay, she succeeded in The Mandalorian. She she succeeded working on or getting the Obi-Wan series together. Was it the greatest show? Not always the best show, but it was pretty all right. You know, but she she's had her successes, but she's also had her failures. And we got to accept that we she, she can't have her cake and eat it, too, you know, and think that she can come back from and, you know, get back the trilogy of Indiana Jones and make it just as good as it was originally. Because now it's all on you, girl. It's all on you. It's not just Steven Spielberg working on it. It's on you, too, specifically, because you're the head of Lucasfilm working on all this. So if if it goes bad, it's it all goes to her. The blame goes on her. But 
I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping I'm hoping I can look past that grittiness thing that you're talking about, Raul, because I think deep down I got a good feeling about this one, and I think we got to wait for that second trailer to see what else comes from it. Yeah. But um. Yeah. That all being said, we do have to move on to our next thing here. Um, we got our, our movies that are out this month. Unless, Raul, unless you really want to mention one last thing, you can. Because I, I know this movie means a lot to you. Uh, you're talking about indie? Yeah. Did you want to add yeah. one more thing? No. God, it's just, I mean, we, we could sit here and talk about all these trailers all night. You know, I mean, there's a, the Spider-Verse, uh, Oppenheimer, that looks pretty great i mean that 65 looks that looks insane uh guardians 3 of course i mean that there's just so much here but uh yeah that 90 show which i don't know was well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not excited i love that 70s show but i don't know i, I don't just hope it's not like a fuller house kind of thing you know? that's what i'm worried Where about like, there's you're gonna watch it for like two days and then it's that's gonna be it yeah you know? fuller house girl meets world i'm starting to have i'm starting to get a little tired of these shows that that kind of these revival shows where they bring back it's focused on a new younger cast of characters but they also bring back the older cast and they play the same characters and I don't know. We've just seen it done so many times unsuccessfully already with like, yeah, like you said, yeah. Fuller House. And also Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you know somebody's going to die that we all love and care uh, about. And it already kills me just thinking about it. Please not Rocket. But, please Hey, it's also, also it's James Gunn, man. James Gunn's still killing it. Man. Oh, don't kill Rocket. Please I don't hope, kill Rocket. I hope that James Gunn, when he does his interviews, after you know during the movie like what's it called when they do that when they they have the, the press junkets. the press junkets yeah the junkets when he does his junkets i hope that all that they ask him about is dc because i can't wait to get more information off of him but um but yeah no i i think i think it'll be really interesting to see how that movie comes out as well but um movies out this month we had Puss in boots the last wish we had avatar the way of water we have I want to dance with somebody with you know as the biopic for uh whitney houston uh then we had violent night and we also had babylon and notice that there's not that many movies out this month because everybody assumed avatar the way of water was gonna just destroy everything in the yeah. box office which it kind of did it's already reached a billion dollars in the box office it's done worldwide. pretty well yeah we i have... however yeah. did not see it i haven't either <laughs> <laughs> because we're movie snobs and we secretly wanted it to fail. Oh Raul. no! I okay. I know you definitely did. <laughs> I I just I don't know. First of all, with the traveling and stuff, I just haven't gotten around to it. And yeah, I haven't been that excited to watch it. Not for any other reason other than just it's been so long since the first one. So yeah, I don't know. But I the more I hear about it, it's getting a lot of positive word of mouth. It's yeah. killing it at the box office. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I got, I got to get That's up. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Like, I, I've heard it. so many good things that I'm like, damn, man, I'm going to have to go watch it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to eventually watch it because it does sound like it's pretty good. And it, it's so annoying because this whole episode, I'm talking to you guys about how, like, you know, if the movie's good, if the story's good, then that's all that matters. But here I am. Being a hypocrite because wow, of Avatar. Wow. Name two characters from Avatar, Avatar, the original movie. Two. Jake Sully. Uh-huh. Jake Sully. And Natiri. 
Right. All right. right? Name two more. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, I don't even know what their names are. It's, well, it's you... been so long. I mean, that has nothing to do with like relevance or anything. Like, I just haven't seen the movie in a long time. I'm sure if I had seen it recently, I'd be able to spout off four names for you. Yeah, right? you're probably right. You're probably. I haven't right. seen That's it in years. True. I'm gonna well, have to I... watch it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it, and I'm gonna, I gotta go watch this movie. Well, I will say we we did go watch Violent Night together. And yes, guys... we did. If you guys get the chance to go watch that, watch it immediately or get oh, it so on good. DVD or Blu-ray or streaming, however you get your, your content. Isn't and it on VOD right now? I'm I not. In, it'll eventually be. That's for sure. I, I okay. know it will. Like, if it's not now, get it for next Christmas because this needs to be one of those movies that you watch with your buddies. and uh, So much just, fun. Yeah, it's a blast. It's so funny. And if you want to hear our review about it, we have yes. a Violent Night movie review that we posted this past month. So go check that out. Um, I saw Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, for ah, Christmas time. Did you? And, oh, my God, it was incredible. I think, really? Yeah, you, it, it blew my mind. It's I've heard just, good things. They took a bunch of stuff that they learned from Spider-Verse and they were like, yeah, let's go off of that. Like, let's, let's mm. keep, let's lean into the action sequences of Spider-Verse and put it into this movie. And it was fantastic. I went in thinking that it was going to be a lame movie because it was a sequel to, uh, you know, an okay film. It was so good, Raul. And everybody should go watch that movie. I don't care if you think, oh, it's for kids. It's not just for kids. I cried like four times watching this movie. It was really good. Really, 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 really good. Go watch it, everybody. Ah, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Any last uh, thoughts? I've heard, I've heard good things. I'll probably end up watching. Was, was, Glass, was Glass Onion not this month? Glass Onion was end of November. Oh, are you kidding me? I yeah. thought, because I was so proud because I was like, yes, I finally... <laughs> Other than Violent Night, I finally watched one that came out this month, and I we watched Glass Onion. My wife and I we watched Glass Onion last night. But shit, that's not even that came out in November. You, you know what it is? It's that it came out in theaters uh, in ah. like September, November. Right, and then they but released then it, it on Netflix. Yeah, December. in December. That's exact. That's what it was. Okay, so technically it did so come out. Yeah, you in December. Yeah, you still on have... Netflix. So we watched it on Netflix last night, and holy shit, what, it was so much fun. I, I still like the first Knives Out. More. I agree. I think this one gets a little crazier, but not so crazy that you, you check out of the film. But it does, it does kind of ramp things up a little more, of course. It's a sequel, so you, you got to kind of top yourself, obviously, like with all these sequels. But I will say it's, it's very good. I'm a sucker for murder mystery stuff, if, if, it's, if it's done as a comedy or as a drama i love murder mystery i love whodunits um so this is one of those satisfying whodunit stories and yeah just you know i i was i had just as much fun um as i did watching the first knives out but i will say i do i like the first knives out is a little more self-contained yeah and i think it's a little more focused and i think i really appreciate that about the first knives out so because of that, I'm going to say I still like the first Knives Out better. This I one, also noticed that like the first one had more celebrities that I knew than the second one. Like the second oh, really? one has, yeah, the second one has like you know Edward Norton. Um, I think was it Drew Barrymore who played the? No, okay, well, there's uh, Edward Norton, Dave Bautista, Kate Hudson. Um, Dave Bautista, uh, that's right. 
got uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Janelle Monet. I mean, it had a, it was a yeah, really I, large look, cast. The, of it was a good cast. It was a great cast. They all performed really well. I, yeah, I just thought, like, really oh, like, I didn't recognize them as quickly as I recognized the first cast from the sure, first movie. Sure. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I think, I think I overall, I did enjoy the movie, though. And so I think, you know, Ryan Johnson is doing something right that, you know, he signed on to do yeah. another movie or two. Um, and, so we'll and, see how that goes. And Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, I I oh, enjoy great. the hell out of him. He's and so I know good. I, I've heard some people kind of complain about the fact that he's basically doing a foghorn leghorn impression. Good, which is I love funny, it. But, uh, which is funny, but I don't know. He does it. You can tell he's enjoying it so much. And, and I enjoy watching his character just kind of slowly figure things. And that's another thing I love about a good whodunit is watching the detective because the detective character is usually the one that's the most compelling because you're with them and you're watching them piecing everything together and you're piecing it together with them. So by nature of those kinds of stories, you, you as an audience member automatically have like kind of a close relationship with the detective character, with the central character, because you're piecing things along as they are. So, uh, and I felt the same way here and, and, and yeah, I, I want to see more Benoit Blanc films, more Knives Out films. So. Well, speaking of detective stuff and piecing things together and whatnot, All right. All right. we got to talk about our Movies of the Month challenge this month. Yeah. Uh, this is a quick segment where we challenge each other to watch a movie we haven't seen yet. This episode's Movies of the Month were Chinatown for me, and for Raul, he had Peanut Butter Falcon. So, uh, Raul... Break my heart, Kevin. Break my heart. Go ahead. Okay, hold on. Before I break any hearts... I just want Chad to know, shut up. That's what I want him to know, because Chad, <laughs> every time I tell Chad my opinion, he goes, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? What? Why? Why would you? Why? Yeah. So I, I already hear him questioning my my thoughts on this movie. Um, listen, oh, you're going to hear me questioning some thoughts, too. Listen, listen, listen. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, what? What? All I'm going to say. What's your I'm problem, say, Kevin? Uh, all I'm going to say is that uh, I, I think noir movies or detective noir films just don't do it for me and i and i huh. i say that as a guy <laughs> who loves the batman because the batman is very noir-esque um but i don't know there there was something about it that distracted me actually i'll tell you what distracted me Raul. what distracted you i was home for the holidays when i watched this movie and i watched uh... this movie with my brother and my dad and every 10 seconds Somebody in my family that's watching this movie goes, oh, my God, this is dragging on forever. And so I'm over here going, yeah, it kind of is dragging on forever. Uh, huh? You let and them so get to you. You let them get in your head, Kevin. Is drag. Listen, if you asked me, hey, do you want to go watch Chinatown again? I'd probably say no, because I... <laughs> it just it okay. put me through such an emotional like oh man okay, get, get, I feel get, so dragged. Listen, get the okay. Forget about like you being home and watching with your family. What about the story? What about the movie? Did you like? What did you not like? I'll, I'll tell you what I did like. I I did like the action sequences. Uh, I thought that whenever there was action, the stakes were really high. Um, that was really fun. Um. There, there was just a, the thing that I didn't like is there were so many red herrings in it, uh, specifically like the water. Like they were trying to make this whole thing out of the water. Um, and then when you find out how the pieces are supposed to go together by the end, you're like, oh, okay. 
But I'm kind of left like, oh, I'm kind of annoyed that all I thought about was this when really it was about that. And like, I get it. That's part of the storytelling. Like, you know, let me also just say right now, let me let me let me clear this up, Raul. OK, my opinion about this movie does not mean that your opinion or anybody else's opinion is wrong about Chinatown. No, I know. Chinatown, because I'm believe me. I'm just giving me, you a hard time because no, no, no. I like to give you it's, a hard time. That is totally fine because I remember finishing this movie and then I went on YouTube because I was like, let me just look up some movie reviews. What do, what do people think about this movie? And every movie critic is like, oh my God, this movie's amazing. Oh. And so I was like, damn, I, am, is there something wrong with me that I, I didn't feel yes. that? Yes, there well? is, Kevin. Like it just no. it just wasn't my cup of tea. No, and like, I, yeah, there there was just a part of it that I was like, man, like I, I think I just like the faster paced storytelling stuff. But you know, I'm sure I'm a thousand percent sure if I had sat down and watched it on my own, drank some coffee, and really focused on what the heck everybody's trying to say, eventually I would have been like, ah, I see all the nuance and all the cool stuff. In fact, there are people during all those reviews that I watched that mentioned that. It, it has a lot of rewatchability because now that you know the ending, you can go back and see all the little clues that you missed. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. And that's interesting. But do I have this strength to rewatch another noir movie? I don't know yet, Raul, unless I can find a new noir movie that can change my mind. Maybe you just haven't found the right noir yet. I don't Maybe know. not. I was hoping this one would be a little, a little different because it's not in black and white. It's a little more recent. <laughs> I was uh, like, hey, I'm not going to give Kevin a black and white film. Oh, goes to show uh, you. Huh? He's going to complain you. about black and white. You know, okay, I, it's not black and white. I would love to it's see. It's an actor you know, Jack Nicholson. It'd be interesting to see a remake of this movie. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be interesting to see a remake of Chinatown? I, I don't see why not. Yeah, sure. No, <laughs> you I hesitated. I you hesitated. Well, no, there, I, had, I had to think about it. I, I don't see why not. I mean, it's not one of those movies that. Sure, it's on the AFI list, and a lot of people, uh, you know, praise and all that stuff. But that's not one of those movies I feel like is untouchable in that, like, oh, this should never be, ever, ever be remade. Um, I would, I would watch it. I think it'd be, I think it'd like, be neat. I, w- I wonder if the pacing would change for me, because uh, you know, maybe it, updated, yeah, for yeah, modern, like, like, for modern like ADHD sensibilities. Oh, pretty much, right? <laughs> I mean, but I again, got, you yeah. know. All you Chinatown lovers out there, uh, you know, it's cool. If you love it, it's, 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 it's just not my cup of tea. That's all it was. For I, me. I give Kevin a hard time, but I, 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 I get it, man. I get I jokingly, it. It is. I was jokingly I, trying to say, like, I didn't see Chinatown anywhere, man. Until that's what we were end. texting. We were yeah, texting we were earlier texting. before we recorded. And I was like, I, I can't remember, but somehow Chinatown got brought up. And Kevin, was, you said something like, where's chinatown i can't remember i'm like really you're, you're like yeah we didn't i didn't even see chinatown until like the end of the movie i'm like please tell me that's not the only thing that which you're no hung up it's on. not the only please tell thing. me you actually had other <laughs> other legitimate oh, no, complaints no. about the movie not what? enough water not enough chinatown i don't Look, know i i, I I like the slow build i i'm a sucker for that kind of la noir noir films but specifically the la noir aesthetic films that take place around that time time period with that feel in los angeles i really dig um and for me what i enjoy yeah it is a little slower pace but it for for me what i I, i'm a sucker for the conspiracy theory uncovering the conspiracy slow burn 
detective story. And I really, I really enjoy that kind of stuff as you're slowly seeing things come together as, as the, again, another detective as, as you're, you're with the detective piecing these things together, but it is a slow, it is a slow burn. Yeah. I mean, and that's interesting because there, I have seen detective movies that have that same execution, except they execute it at a faster pace and it works for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, again, you know, you could tell I'm a superhero fan, but like the Batman is very noir um, and it had all the pieces put together by the end. And you're like, oh, cool. But, you know, there, there's a part of that that made me think I don't think I hate noir. I just not sure I found the right one for me just yet. But that's OK. But I did tell Raul, don't give me another noir movie this month. Let me try something different. Let me change it up a little bit. But before we do that, how about you? We got we got you with a peanut butter falcon with Shia LaBeouf. What did you think about that? So I actually watched this movie today. I saw it uh, earlier today. I really enjoyed this film. I Yay. I thought kind of like uh, the Untouchables. It's very heartwarming, kind of unlikely friendship uh, story, and you know with all with all the drama that Shia LaBeouf has had publicly in his past and all that stuff. This is, this is a more, one of his more recent films, right? This was like 2019 and he's kind of calmed down a little bit lately. And this is one of those that I've heard for a while. I had always heard was like, Oh, you got to watch Shia LaBeouf in peanut butter Falcon. You got to watch honey boy because those are two of his best performances as, uh, 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 as of, as of late. And I got to agree, I really enjoy his uh, character in it and how he befriends this uh, this kid, this guy, um, you know, with Down syndrome, Zach. And uh, it's a very touching and, and heartwarming story. All he wants to do is become a wrestler. And it's so endearing. So and good. this actor, I don't know, I've never seen this actor in anything before, but... Um, I believe he does. He he does have Down syndrome, right? Or no? Does, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, does, he definitely does. He does. And I mean, just... Oh my God, he's so so good in it, and and it's just like just the 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 genuine nature of his performance, and and the he's just so endearing to watch. And then him and Shia LaBeouf have such a great chemistry. And then you add Dakota Johnson in the mix; it's a really nice um, kind of uh, three pronged uh, ensemble. That's uh, just a lot of fun to watch. Really heartwarming. Dealing with you know can redemption and 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 you know especially with with Shia LaBeouf's character you know you know dealing with your past and and you know are you a good guy are you a bad guy you know just because you're different you know are you does that make you a good guy is make make you a bad person um it almost makes you reevaluate the way you view Shia LaBeouf as well because like he a little bit a little bit you can tell that like a lot of the stuff that he's written recently has been very connected to who he is as a person and uh, I don't know. It's, Did he it's, write this? He, I, I'm pretty sure he he worked on this. Yeah, he. I, I think he wrote this. I don't think he directed it or anything. But I'd have to double check. I don't. Don't. I know don't Honey quote Boy on he that. had yeah. a very big uh, took had a very big part in. in oh, oh yeah, Honey Boy specifically. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean he he's very picky on the projects that he chooses now. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad he is because I, I think it says a lot about who he is as a, as a performer. Um, but yeah, I think Shia LaBeouf, how interesting is it that he went from like Transformers to doing stuff like this? No, 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 go back even further. Even Stevens. Even Stevens. Did you ever man. watch even Stevens? Oh or that... yeah. No, okay. I, I watched Steven Stevens. That, 
That was a that, that was a good show. That was a good. I, I still mean, remember the the theme song of he went to the moon in 1969. Did you, you, you remember what I'm talking about with the, with I, the I don't nobody? Remember. Okay, Christy Carlson Romano, nothing. Okay. Oh, well, I know. Yeah, Christy Carlson Romano was on that show. She but. sings like the song about you know. Being, it's nothing. Oh, it's been it's so NASA, long. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm but glad yeah. you enjoyed it. I'm glad you liked the movie because it's it it is one of those things where like I, I it's you finish it up and you kind of reevaluate your own life, you know. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed it. Well then, shall we go ahead and give ourselves our movies of the month challenge? We're going to challenge you as well, our listeners, to watch these movies alongside us and then take a listen to it afterwards. And then maybe tell us what you think if you want to. You can email us at gmail at realgeeknews at gmail.com. Let me just say that one more time. Realgeeknews at gmail.com. So, Raul, my movie for you this month, I, you kind of actually decided it for me today, which mm. I think it's, I'm going to make it Bumblebee for you. You should watch okay. Bumblebee. But, we'll see if I've seen it or not. First, I don't know why, but for some reason, I want to say maybe I've seen it, but I cannot, for the life of me, even remember. I can't have, I have no memory recall of the movie. Well, then here, here's what I'll do. If you have seen Bumblebee, if you, if you start watching and you're like, ah, I've already seen this, mm. the second one I'll add on just in case, and you can choose whether you want to watch both or just one, it's fine, is Moulin Rouge. Mm. I say Moulin Rouge, beautiful musical, one of my favorites. Um, very, very colorful. Okay. Uh, how about okay. you? What do you What do you got for me? Well, it's not a noir. Oh my God! Look, and here's the thing. I Raul, gonna, can you wait? Just, just <laughs> wait. All right, hold on. It's Superman noir. It's not a noir, but I was thinking I might change it up and give you a comedy. Okay. It's a comedy. It's All a. Right. It's, it was a hit back in the day, and okay. it's one of my favorite comedies of the '80s. It's not a noir, but it is a detective film. Oh my God, you're killing me here. What no, is no, no, it? No, no. <laughs> Starring one fresh off Saturday Night Live, Eddie Murphy, called Beverly Hills Cop. Hey, there it is. Okay. Yes, you that haven't seen good. that, right? I have not seen that one. Yes, right. and I'm actually really excited to watch that because I've been wanting to for a long time. This is Finally. uh, I I loved I love Eddie Murphy in this era, so I really enjoy this movie. Um, so I'm hoping that you will too. And I hear they're making a third one for that because they they've only done two. Bringing him back, yeah. There was talks about a TV show for a while, but yeah, Ooh. there's there's a third one coming soon. So yeah, might as well get started. Watch the first one. Um, cool. Yeah, there's nothing I'm else to say about it. Nice. So Beverly Hills Cops and Bumblebee slash perhaps Moulin Rouge yeah. is what we will say. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, with that being all said, we, we made it to the end. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us on Instagram at Real Geek News. You can also follow our separate handles on Twitter and Insta at Kevin A. Rivera VO and at Raul Ceballos VO. That's right. And hey, listen, we also have a YouTube channel uh, with all our episodes and reviews. You know, we've got uh, we got movie reviews. We even uh, separate the episodes into little clips, too. You can watch each uh, segment, listen to each segment individually if you like. Um, and just be sure to hit yeah ooh, and just be sure to hit that that like button subscribe hit that bell all that stuff that everybody tells you to do you know 
Finally, want to share your passionate opinions about movies? Any movie reviews you'd like us to do? Well then, send us an email at realgeeknews at gmail.com. You heard me right. Realgeeknews at gmail.com. Uh, what's that? What's that commercial? It's like head on, apply directly to the forehead. Apply we'll directly. Leave... <laughs> Repetition. That's right. We'll leave all the descriptions below. With all that being said, stay safe, stay classy, and most important of all, stay geeky, my friends, and apply directly to the forehead. Apply directly to the forehead, please. <laughs>